uh, I, I, I like to ask. I, I did this the other day. Um, mm. How often Icebreaker do you change question. your? Uh, how often do you change your setup? Your computer setup? Do you move oh, it around? I am all in the time, a, or you keep it one spot. This is this is real interesting stuff here. I'm glad you asked because I'm in the mood to rearrange stuff. Because you know mm-hmm. I have when I was growing up, we like moved every couple years, so sure. I, I have the instinct to like rearrange all my furniture like every three and a half years. Okay, yeah, and I'm coming up no, on I mean, one of those right now. No, no, it's definitely healthy. It gets a, everything gets a good deep clean when you mm. do that, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I I moved in to this house probably about a month ago now, and uh, I set everything up in one room. I moved it back, and then back to a different room, mm-hmm. and now I'm back in the same spot, but I have a different desk. <laughs> I, I pulled a desk from one area and got rid of a different desk. Yeah. Uh, so I did that yesterday. Um, so if you guys hear me like like clicking around and stuff, shuffling and yeah, I, I I'm getting used to it. I um I don't know about you. I have a, a microphone clip that has like an arm, so the mic mm-hmm. can come up above my computer. Yep. Um, but if it comes up above my computer, it isn't close enough to my mouth. Yeah, you have to like look up kind of and like lean in. Yeah, to I have to like it. I have to pull like a Lemmy from oh like God. Motorhead, and I have to like. Like make my esophagus completely straight to be able to speak into the microphone and hear it. So I've attached it to an area kind of closer to the bottom by like my left knee, uh-huh. and I bump into it. But it is really cool. Like it can accordion down, and then I can turn it sideways, and it sits like flush with the leg of the desk. So it's completely out of the way. It's not like inhibiting any desk space. It's kind of yeah, cool. I, I was really happy with it when I did it yesterday, and then I sat down today and I've needed it twice. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's yeah. going to happen during the show. Yeah, that's definitely like when you first rearrange, you have some like final smaller rearrangements to do. And then, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I, I every couple of years I'll go into a big like I, I used to I'd like to just move shit to a completely different wall and just like completely do a full rotation because it, it, it satisfies my uh my updating urge i guess you know yeah it is kind of like a, a small construction project so it's definitely yeah. getting your it like feels good. uh home renovation thing yep. in it feels uh, like you've done then, something even though you really didn't it's also like playing the sims a little bit yep just a little bit just enough every like two years when i get the urge to rearrange stuff i'm like dude should i just go download that software that they use on like uh house hunters to like oh, yeah. design rooms and stuff it's like 180 bucks to get the license. It's like stupid. You have to it takes forever to get trained in how it works and shit. But uh, it, it's 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 in my mind for sure. I, what I would do, and I think it's a better idea. It's a cheaper alternative. Mm-hmm. Go download Blender for free, and just learn how to drag out floor planes. Yeah. Well, Create also BPSs I have to, and uh, boxes. Yeah, and you I need can to just learn put boxes the way it goes. I need to learn uh, Visio for work. Because oh, we cool. have all of our computer diagrams on Visio, yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll just do that. Visio can do it. It's not like optimized for it, but you just add in rulers and shit and do some. Yeah, no, yeah. It's it kind of like doing um, like video stuff in Photoshop. It can yeah. do it. Is it it's a doable place to do it? Probably not. Yeah. And it, yeah. but it's also like, hey, if you already have the skill that you're required to have, anyways, yeah, fuck it. Why not just do something in an area you know? We we might even talk about that with engines and stuff, depending on what we talk about today. Depending on where we go, yeah, yeah. So, uh, basically, um, I don't know. We've been we've been hit or miss lately, just because this is this is the time of year 
that we simultaneously get the most games news and the least, right? Because the we get the big announcements, I think, talking about, like, you know, this is, we're in uh, E3 season, sort of. Um, yeah, RIP. Summer Games. Summer Games Fest, uh, Xbox Display Showcase, whatever they call it, EA Play. The Sony's um, thing and Nintendo yeah. Treehouse, which we don't have, we haven't had a Nintendo one yet. Yeah, they Nintendo just does their own thing. They don't listen to anybody else. They just straight up dip. They're like Steam. Or like usually Valve, they, usually they're the capstone. They're they're the ones that they they. Well, they do didn't they hit it early. You know how it ends. Did they? Uh, they might have. Maybe they'll end. Maybe know. they have one coming up at the end. I haven't really been tracking this stuff because, uh, you know. Like it's I hard. Said, you get hit by like a deluge of stuff. So like, I think everybody has seen some stuff talking about like uh, Callisto Protocol and some of those other games. But then yeah. there's like so much that slides under the radar. I feel really bad for indie games during this time period because they're actually the ones that are doing all the cool stuff. I think. I, I agree. Um, yeah, it's it, and I, I'll say it uh, every single chance that I get. I want to make that known. I think it's terrible that we don't have. A concentrated week anymore that, yeah, that they're like let's do it all summer and i'm yeah. like okay i'm definitely yeah, in between how, the how two do i know i like the idea that it's like well you know like this actually is a bad example week but let's say only the xbox showcase came out this week right um to be able to just dive in and really check out each of those individual xbox games you could potentially give them a lot more time to like look at and consider different games than you could during e3 but then like you said at the same time it's a downside because since news keeps trickling out over the course of a month or two you don't have time to kind of go okay let's actually look back at e3 here's five games you might not have noticed because they kind of snuck under the radar because it's being filled in by a new news story of nintendo or whatever Right, so right, it's right, it's right. hit or miss. There's positives and negatives. I see the point of doing just one big event and then just leeching off of that all summer, but um, yeah, I, I I don't think that's ever coming back. I think all the companies realized, oh, it's way cheaper and we can control the message better. We won't have all these you know these problems where the camera doesn't work at uh, you know the Last of Us two reveal and the live stream gets fucked up and one of the mics didn't work properly. You know, if, if you control the full messaging, you don't have those weird PR flubs as often. Obviously, some weird stuff is still going to happen. I can't think of any examples, but you're going to have weird yeah. issues here and there. But, uh, you know, it's much more controllable, which they, they always want to do. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess... Go ahead. Like, like, even today, today we sat down to do this. We've been ingesting stuff. And I, I found out that there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game coming out. Right. Yeah, there's still Completely a lot of hidden gems. Had no idea. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah, right before we dive into that, we always want to do the free games. So on uh, Epic even, right now. I would say even before that, if you oh, guys yeah. get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games. You can check out all the top news and video game stuff there. We've been, you know, diving into all this stuff for the past, oh, it's been like two weeks now yeah. uh, that it's been rolling out, maybe three. Um so go over there, chat with us on the daily, and follow us here on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do junk just like this. Uh, but let's dive into those free games. Yeah, it was so quick to plug uh, the free games. I forgot to plug ourselves. Death. But um, yeah, so Death. right now on Epic, you can get uh, Supra Land, and as always, that'll go until like 
noon or yeah yeah 11 on uh, the thursday of that week and then that day from the uh 23rd to the 30th it looks like we're getting the game of thrones board game digital edition and oh boy car mechanic simulator 2018 i'm gonna have to download that big guns they're pulling out the big guns and then also um who was it oh prime uh Prime is going to give away a bunch of games, including the Mass Effect trilogy remastered. Okay. Uh, that's for Prime oh, Day, right. so that will start um, beginning of next month. Yeah, it'll start in July. So, okay. a lot of stuff. Well, hopefully, we'll be getting a little bit more solid um, release schedule by then, and we'll be able to kind of talk of them specifically. But they're probably going to do like dailies, kind of like uh, you know Epic Games does every once in a while. So, yeah, you want to keep keep your eye on that to make sure you don't miss out on anything good. For sure. Yep. We always say, you know, download those games now so you have them later. Um, it, it's it's definitely the way to go when it comes to uh, building that that collection. You never know. Like, you know, we get into these times, like, I feel like it's been a month or two now where it's been kind of s- slower. Mm-hmm. People have been going back and doing things. Um, and a collection like that just gives you that ability to just scroll through. Hey, what am I... You know what am I interested in right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely go uh, check. Definitely go download that game. Um, Superland actually looks kind of cool. That just kind of being like a little like exploration. Yeah, puzzle it's like game. a weird yeah platform exploration puzzle game kind of. Um, <laughs> they know what they are too. It's really funny because the yeah, beginning the of it, it shows a map and it's like Fortnite like skyrim and it shows all these bigger bigger maps and then it's like Superland, and it shows like a very small tiny little map um but it it looks like they're doing some smart things with it you know i i i like the puzzle i really like the puzzle aspect i think more so the aspect that i like that they're going with is um it almost feels like uh miniatures Mm -hmm. like you're playing on a tabletop yeah Yeah. that's fun that's cool yeah yeah, so um, we've got three sort of... I mean, if this was like E3, you know, it'd be like three of the shows, basically. Um, we've got three major uh-huh. things we're going over. We had uh, Square Enix we'll do first. Uh, Xbox had the most going on, although maybe they'll... We'll, we'll see where it ranks on what we're interested in. And then uh, we'll end it with the Capcom showcase, uh, which I think had, for you, certainly the biggest reveal probably of the decade, right? It was a big one for me, Yeah. So we'll we'll leave that as a teaser for the end. So you have to listen to the whole thing and smash the like button, or else we'll insert white noise and you won't hear what it is. Oh, uh, I wish I had the technology. That yeah, we so, don't have the technology. It's um, yeah, I, we could do it, but it takes too much effort to figure it out. So yeah, Square Enix, which is kind of in an interesting position. Um, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, they like basically sold off like their Western studios, aside from a couple. Um, they were making a big stink like they were going to reposition into like nfts and crypto and stuff and then they kind of backed out on that <laughs> so really yeah. i think what where did we see uh where did we see final fantasy 16 or whatever that was at the sony show or i i think so yeah so uh, we've seen yeah, more of that yeah. it looks like there's gonna they're gonna kind of focus on the summons being like a core gameplay mechanic and stuff which is a really cool idea um it looks yeah. like almost they're gonna do like a kaiju mech fight type situation which is completely awesome. opposite of what they did. Um, oh, yeah. You know, what, what they did yeah. last time. Which, which is which good. I mean, I, I think they should be... I mean, I think Final Fantasy's had an interesting run the last few years where they had, you know, the core 
like RPG with uh, 15 or whichever one that 14 uh, 15 15 they had the, they had the MMO which is doing really well um, 14 yeah the rebirth of the MMO pretty yep. much they had the um, Stranger of Paradise which is like a fucking Souls like so they're yeah. just they're like yo what if we just like focus down on particular things and do weird shit with it which is you know it's got some hits and misses in there but it's a really good idea I think to kind of diversify through a single thing so like they're simultaneously diversifying their types of games and building out the final fantasy brand right right so to continue that basically you know we so we've seen uh, 16 um previously so at this time they talked about basically what is our roadmap for the future of final fantasy 7 remake so the notable things they announced on this um basically were that uh, remake integrate is coming to steam on uh, a couple days ago so the day after the presentation which was the 17th of june so it's already and, there and, and that is of course if you are curious if you're looking for an onboarding point for final fantasy 7 that's the and one you're playing on pc yep. that's the one yep. um that, so that's part one i don't know why they just don't call it like Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1. Well, so, that would have made more sense, I yeah, think. Yeah, I agree. So, um, basically, the fi- Final Fantasy VII, the current iteration of it, which is different from the original Final Fantasy VII, right? It's going to be a three-game series, and then it'll additionally have a couple spin-offs that they're doing. Re- so, like, one of the ones they announced, uh, Crisis Core. They're going to remake Crisis Core. So, yes. that's the one where you play as Zack. Um, it's like I think it was on PSP originally, and it was yes, kind of niche. I think a lot of people didn't really get the chance to check it out, but it is like a prequel, and then also it's playing into like what's going on with Cloud. Um, I guess can you spoil a game that came out in like 1997? I don't know, but I mean, you uh, can. You know, but it, it really plays into what it, what is going on in the main story, mm-hmm. but you don't have to have it to. To get the enjoyment out of Final Fantasy VII, right? Yeah, it's so, kind of like getting uh, it's it's like getting a um, a prequel series to I, something. It it reminds me of someone who writes a book and they write a really good book and then they leave good like cliff notes. Yep. So you can't like read those while you're reading the book at the same time. You right. read it after just to get the like insight or like a, and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, like a director's commentary on a movie. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's what I was looking that's, for. That's it's that kind of vibe. So I think. That could be interesting to people who are really into it, and yeah. really people who need something to fill in between releases, because it seems like they're going to be, you know, it's going to take a couple years in between each Final Fantasy VII core game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so Crisis Core Remake is coming this winter. So the reason that they didn't just call it Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 and Part 2 and Part 3 is that they're doing something with the re name, which, you know, Square Enix is famous to do and uh, capcom is as well to be honest so final fantasy 7 rebirth is part two so the last one's going to be like revitalized or something i don't know they reintegrate reintegrated <laughs> but um but they yeah you know to yeah, so, um like pushing into rebirth a little bit they're doing some different stuff here yep this so yeah they're the they're going game. they're going so if you played Final Fantasy VII back in the day, or you know mm-hmm. later like I did, um, you know the PS One game, um, it tells a particular story of this particular world, and 
you know, as we know, the whole section in Midgar is the most famous, but yeah. that's really only the beginning part of the game. Yeah, it's literally um, disc one. As soon as you yeah, there's leave, four discs. Originally. Uh, there, I think there's three. Oh, really? That would explain three the three parts. Seven. Yes. Okay, so the fourth disc might have been like developer commentary or something in the version I had. Yeah, I know the version that I have is only yeah. three discs. So um, yeah, they're um, I mean, if you played the first remake, uh, you know that they're doing something different. So it's not a direct remake which is ironic because that's you know what the name is it is kind of a um what do they call it in movies like a completely new start the remake is pretty much one-to-one to to the midgar section to disc one uh but not in particular story occurrences that happen at the end basically right right so yeah they're they're diverging it it, they're kind of doing a multiverse thing like everybody on earth is doing right now yeah Um, that's the big thing thanks a lot dr strange but um yeah, they're they are. Um, so I actually I think I saw that you and Johnny did not play the Intergrade DLC. It's basically no. just adds like Yuffie. Yuffie. So yeah, you get some early earlier than you're supposed to Yuffie info. But it's like in the original game, if you read up all the lore or whatever, she was where the game puts her in the DLC. So they didn't like make anything up. They they interjected her where she actually was. But this time you get to play it, right? Right. So. Um, I think they should have just blended it seamlessly into the core game instead of making it a separate DLC, but I understand why, because, you know, everybody's already played it or whatever. So, um, yeah, Crisis Core is called... uh, So, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, Reunion. And then, yeah, we have Final Fantasy VII, Rebirth, which is Remake Part Two. So, that's coming out next winter of 23, uh, if human society lasts that long. Uh And as long as there's not uh, COVID-3 or whatever. Um, so sorry for making that happen by speaking it into existence. They pull a goat sim and they go straight to COVID five. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it looks really cool. Um, I'm really into this. I like the new way that the game plays. I like the more action oriented combat. I would be happy to play a turn based Final Fantasy again. By the way, sure. Uh, or even like a more modern take on what Final Fantasy uh, was it twelve. Yeah, yeah, the action, action yeah, system. A, a, a more, if they were to make, I actually don't really like 12 just because I don't like how the game plays out. It's a little too MMO-y for me, but MMOs were big at the time, so I understand why they were doing yeah. it. But, um, and, it and also, I don't like MMOs. In the middle. So if you it's, do like MMOs, you'll like it. It's smack dab in the middle of their two MMOs. <laughs> right. And then also, yeah, 13, I, I think, was kind of a... 13 was really interesting, but it's just so hard to get to the interesting parts. It's I, I don't find it to be worth it. And I have yeah. a friend who is really into 13, so I don't want to speak too much ill of the dead here. But, um, you know, I, I'm excited for their future line of stuff. I think that 15 was interesting. I like the concept of, like, the really tightly knit team that you just start the game, you have your whole team, you know what's going on, and you just got to go do the damn thing i really like that i think that game was not quite there i Um, think that so i'm really excited for the lessons they learned from it basically yeah i I think it fell apart in the end i i I don't think that they had a um well they literally had to abandon a concise a concise direction right and you you can can see it throughout the end you can tell it was a mishmash of a lot of things that the, the developers were really constrained under it probably should have been two games to be honest if I mean, if you ask me, 
I, I honestly think the reason that summons are so lacking is mm. because someone forgot. Well, that or they just ran out of time because they did literally have to stop developing oh. DLC that they had promised. Right. They, they they definitely at the end ran out of time. Yeah. But I think up to some point, I, I think someone should have asked, hey, what about summons? There's, there was some, a lot somebody of dropped the ball um, on that. Summons basically only occur as like pre, pre-made cutscenes, right? Yeah, it was like uh, it, it's you can make it happen a couple times, right. but realistically, it's minimal. It's it's going to happen one time for sure. So my like, I get the urge to play through fifteen every once in a while, and I go download it, and it's just like with No Man's Sky, um, where I play like five minutes, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, like well, I, the, I don't the, need to actually do this. The opening is kind of fun. Yeah, the opening is a fifteen, smart. Yeah. where you get that chance, and I, I agree. I really love I love the road trip idea. I like yep. the character. You know, they, they did a good job of immersing me into that character. Right. Um, and and I like the, the interesting, quirky little companions. And then meeting the people along the way. But as soon as you break away from that, just the same way, you know, some people don't remember anything outside of Midgard 7. Yep. That's it, not saying 7 falls apart there because 7 doesn't fall apart there. But 15 falls apart right there. As soon as yeah. you break out of that, your box. So, I, I mean, to be honest, too, I think 7 did for me at the time. I really like the Midgar stuff. I love that you're playing as eco-terrorists. Uh-huh. Um, Very cool. Guys listening to this. That, we're getting a shitload of downloads in Virginia and D.C. right now. Um, you know, I, I like... I really like the setup, but in the PS1 game, I couldn't really handle the open world because it just it's too open. It's big. Um, in big place. the style of Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'm going to like it. Because it is much more constrained. It is a, you know, it's a bottleneck corridor of do this, do this, do this, done. That's the style of game that I like. You know, I don't really have time in my life anymore for 80-hour campaigns. And I am I have one left, and I'm saving it for Dragon Age 4. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, um, I'm, I'm really into the style. I'm excited to play Rebirth. And... What's interesting is this is where my knowledge of Final Fantasy VII falls off, right? So I know about Midgar and what happens there, and I know all the lore with the company and Shinra and the war against everybody else and all that shit. Sure. But I don't really know what happens to... I, I know conceptually, but I don't really have a, that same experience with the rest of the game. Uh-huh. So this is where, where it diverges. is going to be really new for me. And it looks like it's diverging from the original plotline more and more, right? It's, it's diverging really rapidly. And it's doing yeah. completely its own thing now. It, I, I think, I would honestly say I am in uh, a very similar boat. Because I played that beginning section of mm. Final Fantasy VII more times than I can remember. Right. Um, I have it memorized almost. But, once I walk out of that gate, I remember I remember walking out of the gate and, ha- and it saying, please insert disc number two. Yeah. And I remember going to... You know, getting like Gassif and going to the casino mm-hmm. and, and and doing specific things, but, but you it's don't not really as memorable. It. Yeah, that's funny too because that that was so funny that uh, Kate Sith or whatever is just like he appears in like one shot in Final Fantasy VII Remake with like no context of who or what it is, and he's like he's doing like the Darth Vader no, and it's like what the fuck <laughs> is this? And then it just cuts away and it doesn't explain it at all. It's really yeah. funny. So, yeah, I'm, so I'm it, excited. it is good. This yeah. is good. It could create some memories. Yes. 
they be different memories. This than... is going to be my canonical understanding of Final Fantasy VII. Is this game just because it's new, basically? It, well, and hopefully it'll cause you to go. Well, I wonder exactly what happened. Yep. At that point. Yep. And then you know at least go back and read up or something. You know, like oh okay, this is where they really diverge. This is th- this is the fork in the road. Yep. Um. So you know, a lot, lot of. A lot of fun options here. Again, if you want to see how a company can turn someone off on a game and then turn around and turn them right back onto it, yep. it's playing the remake, getting to that ending and going, what the fuck? Yep. And then them announcing this for two. Yeah, it's been, yeah that, that like where you get to the end, you're like, wait a minute. This is not what I remember. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, well, check out the next one and you'll really see some shit, you know? Yeah, so, I love th- there's this scene. So we're, uh, on on the live stream, we're watching the mm. Final Fantasy Rebirth um, trailer, and there's that scene where Cloud kind of it's Cloud and Sephiroth walking, and Cloud climbs up on a rock, and Sephiroth's behind him, and someone took a perfect screenshot where nothing's blurry, and it says, "Holy fuck! Look how Cloudy's right behind you." He has AirPods in. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, he's got his AirPods in. Oh fuck! <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> it's just so real. Yeah, uh, it's, it's but, very memeable. Uh, I remember yeah. right when Final Fantasy Remake Seven uh, Remake came out, and there was all the memes with like when Cloud has to cross dress. Spoiler alert! Yeah, uh, that shit was very good. That's part of the very game. good shit. So, um, yeah, that was the uh, Square Enix. Like, yeah, basically they're saying, "Hey, look, we're doubling down on the shit that we know works. We're our core, you know, our 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 namesake, sort of, right?" Yeah. Um, so we're we're really gonna focus on bringing you guys Final Fantasy, and it's it's gonna be for the next couple of years, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're getting a good a good roadmap laid out. Um, it is interesting because I, I we haven't been doing the podcast long enough. We have been doing the podcast since like 2017, but yeah. we haven't been doing it long enough to know where the lull is. Yeah. And this feels like there's going to be a lull in numbered Final Fantasy titles. So, yeah. up, leading up to, I don't know, us doing the podcast, I remember going, man, they are really dropping the ball by not giving us a remake of 7. Mm-hmm. And they talked about 7. 7 was a tech test for PS4, I think it was. Yeah. They, they did something and it looked really cool and got people excited and then it yeah. fell off. And then it came out super super late it might have even been original announcement trailer for ps4 um kind of showing it off and it took so long and then um you know uh we're we're really not getting um some of those things until the ps5 now and with that it's like well what about you know what? How how about sixteen? We're looking at sixteen, but it they're doing so much with this. Mm-hmm. Are is this what we're going to get? It like yeah. it, it is seems this like going they're... to be extra, or are they filling a big gap? Is yeah. there going to be a big gap between numbered titles? Because sixteen looks like it's you know moving along, mm-hmm. but saying that with a Final Fantasy game, what, oh, what dude, does that yeah, mean? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It could be a decade. <laughs> 12 so, so, is a yeah, famous it, one for that. That I had 12, Final Fantasy 12, res- pre-ordered at GameStop for eight years. I mean, 
They're yeah. they're famous for taking forever on that shit. Which I well, mean, it, you know, it's it's about quality. So it, I would rather they, it take a long time and be good. They, they did eleven before that. There there is that fine line that they have to toe right, between right. quality and development hell. Yep. Yeah. So and I many studios are towing that line with uh, <laughs> you know having recovered from COVID and everything like that. So yeah. But um yeah that was the Square Enix show so it seems like like we said they're they're kind of their focus is kind of rediscovering what they're good at and trying to stick to it. This um, is smart. This is smart is, especially it's smart. It's smart. especially coming off of 15 where yeah. it not it's not bad but they made some mistakes. I mean a series of yeah a series of fuck ups honestly. And it's yeah. you can fuck up and still come back and be good, right? I, that, I'm not of saying course. that is like a damning like, We've seen uh, that time and time again. Yeah, it happens. We've seen that time and time again. Yeah, over and over. But um, yeah. So I mean, kind of speaking of that, that was a big notable thing that uh, you know, a lot of people complained that Game Pass was kind of weak for 2022. <laughs> so that was kind of Xbox's response. So talking about the Xbox showcase, which of course includes Bethesda in this case, because they are now part of the Xbox team. Um, the, the Xbox showcase this year was basically saying, what if every single game in the universe came out on Game Pass? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they literally announced, this is where we talk about, like, like stuff gets goes missing because there's so many announcements. Yeah, um, it, it's, it, it gets difficult and uh, exciting at the same time. Yeah. Um, just because, I, man, I remember being younger and going... Oh man, I really want this game. Oh, but I really want City this one too. How do I? How do I do this? You know. Yep. And it wasn't a time issue at that point. It was purely a financial. Mm-hmm. If Game Pass had exist at that oh, time, dude. yeah, I would have played every God. game known to man. <laughs> I would have. I, I would have done nothing with my whole life. So yep. this is dangerous. <laughs> oh, it's like how but, remember how um, uh, World of Warcraft like ruined people's college careers because they were just playing WoW constantly. <laughs> Yeah, and that game's not even that good. It's not even that good. Like, imagine <laughs> if you had every good game and every bad game that you could play for free. Well, so for fifteen dollars a month or whatever. So they start off with Redfall, right? Which um, we had not. Well, wait a minute. We had sort of seen gameplay for it, but not really. It was very. It was like controlled. cinematic. It was yeah. like cinematic gameplay. So uh, this time they're showing off real gameplay. I think the the intro to this is amazing. Um. So, a lot of people have been comparing it to Left 4 Dead, and apparently the studio itself is trying to get away from the Left 4 Dead reference, so I want to kind of agree with them on that, because they know what they're making better than I do. But, um, I also think that Left 4 Dead implies a certain type of arcade-y, replayable, you know, there's something to it that's a little different than the vibe they're going for. Right. Um, So, I forget what the other game they're referencing is, but it's much more, it's like tactical, squad-based shooting yeah. so like in the intro they're like going into a vampire infested building and they find some spooky fellers and they shoot them you know some nosferatu looking gentleman nosferatu ass yeah these are the but, proportions that i have by the way so i'm a little offended <laughs> but um this th- this uh, th- the game that i attribute this to just because of where we are mm-hmm. is um dying light um Okay. It's very different than Dying Light, but right. when you get into that first person view, it's all about uh, it's about the um like Dying Light is very like it's all about getting into the zone and getting into a flow. 
Yeah. Right? And it's a, there's some strategy to it where, okay, you want to jump, dodge, turn, hit, stab, swing, back up, turn, roll, dodge, jump, climb. It's that kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. you get into, like, the zone. Yeah, like kind of like a... hero or something. You, you get, you're getting, um, like, the chest movements. So you're thinking a yep. couple steps ahead. Yep. yep. And then you're executing exactly. almost subconsciously. So I could see something like that happening with this, but th- the differences are that Redfall is multiplayer focused. Yep. Um, it is. It's got. Uh, I, well, obviously, you're not doing like the same level of like sprinting and climbing up buildings and back flipping off of the wall and everything. But um, yeah, it's got the tacticalness. It's you're facing enemies so, that are much more intelligent. You're not just fighting a horde of like a hundred. Mindless zombies, right? Yeah, you're fighting intelligent enemies that are very powerful. So, you've got four characters. It looks like that each have unique powers. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of fill a different squad role. There's the sniper. There's the shielder. There's somebody with a little robot. Um, you so know, there's different stuff. It so, wasn't until I saw the robot that I was like, "Borderlands." Oh, th- this is Borderlands. That's the yeah. other game they were referencing that I couldn't remember. That, it's Borderlands. That, that makes sense. It is a good combination. Yeah. I. I um, I, I really like what I'm seeing yeah. uh, from this game. I, I think it's very, very promising. And the thought of getting it on Game Pass day one. Huge. Already just completely yep. with what I'm paying for. Yep. I can't express how happy that makes me. That's exactly what this is. That's what Game Pass is all about, baby. Th- this is what we're looking for. Um, so, exactly. you know, definitely, definitely doing things right. Um, I... And and I can see I can see myself having a lot a lot of fun with this game. Um, so again, my so there's been some. This is one that I'm I'm a little hesitant on. Just so I I you know I like everything I'm hearing about it. It's arcane, so it's going to be good. You know, it's going to feel great when you're playing it. And it has um, that look. Has it's got that... the look. It's got that kind of not cartoony but very stylistic look. Which again yep. is kind of a reference to uh, Borderlands, I'm sure. But um, you know I. My my hesitancy is just in the in games that rely on multiplayer. It just doesn't really work with my life, right? Like I have sure. a kind of a weird schedule. Um, you know, me and Shannon are always doing shit at home, so there's I have a very limited amount of multiplayer time. So it it just makes it kind of tough for me. And also, we've heard some details that are really disappointing. Like uh, when you're doing so, the game is campaign focused. So. When you're doing co-op, online or local co-op, only the host's game progress is saved. That, I don't like right. that. That's bad. I don't like yeah. that. That's there, a bad I, idea. I understand that it can be hard to do the balancing because the game is meant to be, you know, the campaign is meant to be blasted through. But yeah. you just make little extra checkpointer files. The checkpointer file goes from, you know, one megabyte to ten megabytes or something to allow the multiplayer character's game to progress. It, it's really, I mean, it's hard, but it's not impossible to do and it's just right. we're at a time now that we just need to be doing that yeah it that technology is that technology is here you know it's we, here we fucking you know mass effect bioware was able to get your save file to carry on between wholly different generations let alone different engines and shit you know what i mean so right. like we can figure it out um but it, i mean that said the game looks really good those those are fixable it's possible that the game comes out it's coming in 2023 it's possible that it comes out, and then they get such backlash that they just fix it, right? Yeah. Um, With any luck, that'll happen. With any luck, that'll happen before. We have a year, so yeah. it, you know they can that that can be done. 
Um, but it is kind of weird. Um, so hopefully, yeah, day one of Game Pass is the final thing they kind of show off in the trailer. And then they start moving on into other stuff, which I got to refer to our list because I really, you know, we don't want to sit here and go full detail on every single one of these. I think we should just kind of talk about what we're interested in. So, yeah, they, they, they moved on to Hollow Knight, um, Silk Song. Silk Song. Um, not, I not hope my people jam. are excited for that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yep. No skin off my teeth on that. I, I think it's cool. They um, they moved after that to actually... It I wasn't sure been, about this one. It, it, it actually is probably one of my favorite things that was shown at the, at the show. And they showed it in the first three. Um, Squanch Games, mm. which is known for making VR things uh, up to this point. Uh, of course, working with Justin Roiland from Rick yep. and Morty. Um, and what was the other show? Solar, Solar Opposites. Solar Opposites. Um, is making his first 3D full non-VR game called High on Life. I mean, so just looking at what I saw of it, it looks like this is going to be actually funny um, um, Outer Worlds. Yes. So <laughs> the game that I attribute this to more than anything is Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. Yo, yeah, for sure. It's Oddworld. He's the and modern, the guns... uh, he's the modern uh, Lauren Lanning. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it looks fun. I like the things, the little creatures. Uh, I, I could see the guns getting kind of exhausting if you play Boring. it for a long time and, and, and they yeah. keep talking to you. It's yeah. like We were yeah, talking about that up. with other stuff ahead of the show as well. Yeah. Um, the but darkness. I, it's a great example. I, I, yeah, darkness is a good example. Um, but I really, really like that they're going with these interesting alien creatures and it looks a little gory. Um, yeah. He stabbed one of this this creature, this alien right with this the big eye, right in the eye, and then ripped that son of a bitch out. And then he's so like, you don't need that. Chewing on it like bubble gum. Yeah, we didn't, we don't see that, but we all know what happened. It, it was implied. It was, it was a big Bubba Hulk chew. So I, I'm really excited for this. It's going to be a. It could be, you know, cool. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to be this thing that you play 14 times or anything. Exactly. But I think it could be something that's different. And yep. fun if you're into that really meta um, Rick and Morty style humor. Yep. This this is perfect. And it is also like again, it's just so funny in the show. It becomes almost like a drinking game that every time they say available day one on Game Pass because it's basically oh, yeah. everything they showed, right? <laughs> everything that they show yeah. here. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that you're actually gonna have to pay money for outside of your subscription. Yeah. So yeah, basically, right. um, I mean, I can blow through this one just because i have already heard about it um riot is making an xbox game pass deal um if you play holy shit the whole list here league of legends uh the main game league of legends wild rift the mobile game league of legends uh or legends of rune terra which is the card game team fight tactics or their their shooter uh, valorant which apparently is a, a lot of people i know a friend of mine plays that and he doesn't even play league anymore which you know probably good for him um on those, basically what they're doing is you're getting little benefits for each game. So League of Legends, you know, they have like notably, League of Legends is kind of famous for having just a shitload of champions to play as. Yeah. Um, you get them all unlocked for being on Game Pass rather than, I mean, certainly I would never recommend spending money to buy those. Always no. just try to grind it out. Um, and there's I mean, always going to be, hunt, in a game like that, know? there's going to be like... 2030. I mean, I've been playing since it was in fucking beta. And yeah. there's like 20 characters that I don't like to play as. I'm just horrible with them, right? So, that's where you just like you know, if you're unlocking them, if you're just grinding it out, 
it just, you know, I, I always recommend doing that for free. It's insane to pay for something that the character should just be free. But for Game Pass, they're going to add, you basically unlock all of the base game characters. Um, it'll probably, they'll, they'll do a thing where, you know, every couple months or whatever, they give you a free skin, something like that. Sure. Um, so same thing in Wild Rift, you'll get all champions unlocked. Same thing in Valorant, you'll get each of the different characters, which they call agents, unlocked. Uh, Legends of Runeterra, the card game, they're basically going to unlock all the base cards for you. And then uh, in Teamfight Tactics, you have like a little character that represents you while you play, which it's just like auto chess or any of those auto battlers. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the Clash of Clans one? Uh, oh, God. Yeah. They have one that's similar. Everybody's made these. Um, yeah. You basically, your little avatar that you play as, you'll have a, a batch of those unlocked by default. You also earn those for free by playing and stuff. So. Yeah, they give you like a special ability. Yeah, the whatever. only thing you should ever spend money on on these are like their, uh, not like the season passes, but what do they call them like in Call of Duty where it's like a little, it's like a month long thing oh, and like you unlock rewards. Yeah, their seasons. Battle Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or battle passes. So they yeah, like battle, battle passes or season passes, things like that. Those are the only thing you should spend money on. Or, you know, if you're always playing, uh, who's somebody everybody will know? Jinx from the anime. If you're sure. always playing Jinx and you just want to be cool, spend like five bucks on a cool Jinx skin or something. Yeah. I mean, I've spent I mean, a I'm... lot of money in League of Legends over the fucking, oh my god, 11 years I've been playing it. I am a firm believer of that, though. You know, if you're reward them for a free to play a game, game, yeah, yeah, throw them five dollars and, and buy buy. A but yeah, I mean, a lot of something. Yeah, some of the stuff I just find you should. So they have like multiple currencies, right? The, the currency that you pay for and the currency that you get for free. You should yeah. not be allowed to buy free currency. The things that are free currency unlocked should be free currency only. You should not yeah. be able to buy it. Force I, them to I find grind that, it out. I find that manipulative, and also, yeah, yeah. you don't want, dude. If you're coming to League of Legends relatively new, first of all, you probably shouldn't. It's going to be hard. Yeah, you have to have a, first you have of all, to have no. a good friend that's going to help you learn, and it's going to be very toxic. Like the community is just hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, you, your your block list will grow very big, and I recommend that. Just like with social <laughs> media, right? Like sure. I don't want to hear these fucking stupid people's problems. Just move me on. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is a really cool intro. You'll have everyone. You can experiment with different champions. You're a friend that knows what they're talking about can help you out with that, and you don't have to spend money on it, which is huge. Because, I mean, especially if you're just figuring the game out, dude. Can you imagine how pissed you'd be if you spent, like, 30 bucks on a game that you weren't too sure about that was free to play, and then you turned out to hate it? Yeah. Yeah, that'd up. be... Yeah. But, yeah, that, so of all those, I play the main game and Teamfight Tactics. Teamfight Tactics, I think, was really cool, and they, they do a good job of keeping it fresh, and they rotate out, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the types of characters that you can play as and different synergies and things like that a lot the so. auto the auto chess battlers really uh like that at first i was like that's kind of a dumb idea like why would you it's just and then it, I, it's brainless it's just you you have something you can do it requires a tiny bit of strategy but not a ton it's not hard it's not hard to get into right and and, You're and not there interacting is, with other players too much and and there is a sense of accomplishment, which is the whole exactly. Point. And it is it is actually you're not just going to win just by playing. It's not random or something, right? Like right. You actually have to be like mildly trying, I guess. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, it's cool. you, you set up your you set up your tactic and then right. you let it play. Right. Yeah. So um, after that, uh, we saw a good one. I didn't expect to spend that time on League of Legends, to be honest. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem. 
This really swayed me. To be able to play it for free? So you can play well, the whole series for free now, because the first game has been given away on Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus and Epic and everything. And I now, think it's on Game Pass currently. It's on Game Pass currently, and the sequel is going to be day one Game Pass. So that's yeah. it. Everybody, I- I'm planning on doing this soon. Play through the first Plague Tale game and get ready for the sequel. Yep, so, that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's I, cool. I'm, it's really good. It's it's very vibe-based. Um, you know, there's rats and stuff. It's cool. This, this I, I, I played, or I, I watched and we talked about Plague the Tale. First one. Yeah. A decent amount. And I don't think I understood what what kind of game it was. Yeah. Until well, there, you know, I, I mean, the beginning of the game is not all of the mechanics that you're going to have. Like they roll they, out the unlocks very slowly. Yeah. In the first game, so I think people kind of weren't 100 percent sure of what even was happening. Um, and maybe that was I, I like the tutorialization, but maybe they were a little slow on it in the first game. But yeah, I mean, this is like. This is uh, this, a, only a couple steps below, like, Hellblade in terms of, like, action. Th- this really reminds me of, like, yeah. uh, like an Assassin's Creed. It has, Almost. like, an Assassin's Creed, yeah. a Ubisoft vibe. Yep. Is, is sort of, really what except it Except it doesn't have the, like, collectathons and shit like that, which means it's which, superior, in my which opinion. Which means it's better, yeah. yeah. So, um, yep, that's coming this year. There's not a nailed-down date, I would assume, probably September, October. Yep. Um, yep, that's that's agree. when they tend to try to drop the stuff, kind of get on the uh, Halloween hype train, you know. Um, well, so yeah, we knew about that one, but now we know it's Game Pass. Um, so then they did uh, the next Forza, so no shock well, there. Yeah, they, they've been gearing up for motorsports coming gearing spring twenty twenty three. Lol. Yep. Um, and then they went in. They, they actually showed some gameplay of it. You know, it, it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Uh, so you know we don't. It's really a car game. To, so what is that? Talk. March twenty three. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, they showed off more. This is already available, I think, or at least it's uh, it's downloadable ahead of time. But the um, the Halo play in in uh, flight sim. Yeah. Yeah. You can fly um, as a fucking whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, whatever the vehicle is from Halo, um, and. I think that's fun. I mean, you know, it's it's really yeah. marrying those two. Um, I mean, this is probably going to be the this is going to be the premier Halo game if you think about it. It could be. Man, he's really up there, isn't he? Yeah, why not? Oh yeah, available today. Yeah, it was. So yeah, that's that's already my Game Pass apps have been begging me to download that shit. Not happening, bro. <laughs> move on. But it's move cool. On. It's interesting. Um, and it has completely different physics controls as opposed to the planes, obviously, because it is a, you know, weird spaceship. <laughs> Which, that could be really interesting if they add more weird stuff like that. Like, what yeah. would a UFO control like? Like a saucer, you know, like a famous, like, saucer UFO. Like, what? Yeah. Fucking throw it in. Make a deal with uh, Destroy All Humans. F- toss a saucer in there. Who cares? Yeah, get Randy or whatever his name is in there. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> What's his fucking name? Crypto? Um, yeah, so they, they showed off more of Overwatch 2, which, yep. I mean, I, the general vibe, I think, is that Blizzard's dead. I, so. I, my general vibe with Overwatch 2 is it shouldn't happen, and they should just I heard the alpha, update their first game. Correct. I've heard the people playing the alpha are really dissatisfied. I mean, some of the quote-unquote new maps are literally existing maps with a different skin on them. Well, more so, I think people are upset on the... Uh, the change in 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 um 
your your party. So mm-hmm. when you team up, it's usually mm-hmm. it was six v six, right? Yeah. I think they moved it to five v five. Yep. And they're like, I like my okay. So um, if you've listened to any of our digital dungeon stuff, um, Kyle, he's been on the show with us before. Uh, you know, playing uh, you know some of our yeah. kind of oddball stuff like Tremulous. Um, he is a massive Overwatch fan. Yeah. Um, to the point he actually can not level up like anymore. It's done. He's Jesus. he's achieved the maximum he's rank it. playing Farah. Um, and 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 that comes complete with you know saying nice things on their forum and then them banning you for no reason. The whole thing. Yeah. He played this and he was like, no, he. He, he bounced immediately back yeah. to Overwatch 1. That's what um, I heard. So they really, really need to think carefully, is is what I'm thinking. Um, well, but by, they capped it. Oh, what? Yeah, what? I've heard from uh, listening to some other, you know, various uh, podcasts and stuff talking about it. Um, basically, they were over-reliant on pro feedback, right? So sure. they've, they've really balanced the game in a way that is not useful to the vast majority of players and to really focus in on pro play which like i know that's a that's a big fault with a lot of games that try to have like these pro gamer leagues yeah and like that's a big thing with league of legends right because they're constantly having to rebalance and every time they have the um you know the like world's championships in league um there's always you know the enemy teams they know exactly who to ban and then these guys always play the same batch of characters because they're just overpowered at the time. Yeah. And um, the solution for Riot has been to just kind of move away from doing that intensive rebalancing. And they take in fixes based on bulk complaints and not like just based on what pros are saying. Because some characters should be OP for certain strategies. And, you know, the pros should just be playing the best characters. So if somebody happens to be the best then that's good that means it's working properly you know what i mean so right and they'll they'll try to balance it out or whatever but um i don't know it's it's you know that's how games work so i mean i, I think blizzard needs to kind of reassess sort of who their audience is i mean we saw that with diablo immortal it's now the worst rated um game of all time didn't stop it from making millions and it's you know it wasn't allowed window. to be released in several countries due to how hard it was to get stuff in their loot packs. I mean, it, it's yeah. not good. And I, I honestly, it's, bad. it's a bad idea. It's it's sure. been nothing but negative PR for them. And it's, yeah. I mean, but they still somehow made it. Still made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Right. But anyway, going back to Overwatch, um, I, I think the solution is really easy of keeping your main. Hey, if you want to play a quick match and you're just looking for casual, here it is. Here's league stuff. Do a separate league area. Balance the rules. You know, do different things over there for league play. Yep. Because that's what it would be for. It's such an obvious thing. Yep. Um, so they, they they moved on and, and showed off uh, the, I think her name is Junker Queen. Um, yeah, new character. A new character. Yep. It's... it's um, Junkrat's leader. <laughs> Damn. Um, Junk she mouse. Looks, she looks rad. Yeah, she looks cool. She had, she, yeah, she looks like a... The, like, like techno-punk. Mad uh, Max, techno-punk. Mad Max, like, yeah. Like, diesel-punk-looking yep. 
Jake yeah, that's what I, that's from what the junkyard. Um, really cool. I, yeah. I, I like I I love their video packages more than I like their actual game. Again, they should just. I think okay. Blizzard should fully just be making movies at this point. Yeah, yeah. That's where the money's I, at. <laughs> just make it just like this. I, I don't want yeah. any stylistic change. That, I that don't want any part style. of it to be live yeah. action. Just give me an hour and a half movie of something that's going on with this. Write a story, yep. do it up, put it out. It will make money. I Correct. It. Yeah, so um, after that, they showed off something that I am interested in, but I need to actually see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's that's I, true I of a this. lot of stuff. Um, a new turn-based strategy game from the creators that revolutionized the genre. So I, I'm pretty sure it's people that had worked on Civilization uh, games in the past. On, yep. Um, it's... Ara History Untold. So I guess they're doing like a play on Era, maybe? I don't know. A-R-A History Untold. Um, So that looks cool. But yeah, like I said, we need to see a lot more. It's just a CG that's like, what if human history existed? (laughs) You know, that's what all these games do. And I've I've actually really been burned on a lot of the uh, attempted like changes to... So like, we had like the game Humankind. I wasn't super into that. We had Old World. I wasn't super into that. So, I mean, maybe I just actually don't like that style of game and Civilization just deceived me or something. I don't know. Possibly. But, yeah. um, yes, we saw that. And then we saw a couple games that we already knew about. So, um, after that was they showed some more of the Blazing High Isles in uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, yeah, the... that Expansion. Again, let's talk about another company that I think that should make some amazing cinematic movie uh-huh. quality things. Uh-huh. It's it, it looks gorgeous. Every time I see it, it makes me want to go back. And then and then I remember what it would be like to go back. And I'm like, mm, I'm good. Is it uh, Pete Hines that's talking again? Uh, yeah, I believe, yeah, Bro, yeah. We need to fucking retire these people. <laughs> like, the well, same like, guys have been going on stage doing these presentations for 20 years. I, I do like Pete uh, out of a lot of the people. Uh, I would Just, choose Pete over anybody else there, yeah. He, just because I think he's funny, he Put he is Harvey capable on stage, of, bro. of. Where's Harv? Yeah, I need to message him on Twitter again. Let Harv host. Let Harv um, host. And then after that, they dug into Fallout seventy six, talking about the pit, yeah. um, returning to Pittsburgh. Um, yep, we we knew about that already. So yeah, this is the section where they just showed stuff that we knew about, but they're like, "Yo, you're getting that shit on fucking Game Pass, free." Yeah. And here's my shock face. Yeah. Uh, after that, they uh, debuted for that was like a little sneak peek at some Bethesda stuff. They're like, let's yeah. get some of the weak stuff out of the way, and they immediately went in and started talking about Forza Horizon Five, uh, specifically their crossover Hot with Hot Wheels. Bro, I thought that I'm doing was a cool. Loop. I, I yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't care how yeah. old if, if if you grew up in the time. Like I think Hot Wheels are still relevant for kids. Hot Wheels, I feel like, are in a similar vein to like Lego. Yes. It's just like, what if you could just fuck around with this thing? And putting it's it like, in this yeah, video brother. game is the smartest thing they could have done, I think. Yep. Just seeing some of the areas and letting people create success. Yep. Yep. It looks so fun. Um. Yeah, after that, I mean, just speaking as we continue to... Um, talk about stuff we knew about, but hey, you know, it's coming here. Um, they, they talked about ARC too. Yeah. So, and also, by the way, at this point, if you don't have ARC for free, 
you've been asleep for like a year because they just yeah. they're giving that son of a bitch out everywhere. It's yep. interesting, but it's just not my vibe. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really not into these like craftathon games. I, I wish there was more of a casual mode. I wish there was. I wish in these games, I understand that the goal of the game is just to have shit going on forever, and you just play it always. You know. Yeah. But I wish they would put in like a story mode that's you know maybe three or four hours long. It's basically just an extended tutorial. Yep. And I wish they would have a casual mode. Oh yeah, Vin Diesel's in this one. I almost forgot about that. I don't like the that that horn spike in front of Vin Diesel in this trailer. Well, that is just like his, there. Yeah, that's just gonna kill you for no reason. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the, like my it, steering wheel has like barbed wire on it because it looks yeah. cool or whatever. It's, it's like, like it's the people. Stupid. It's the people who bedazzle <laughs> their steering wheel and then when Bro, the that is goes a, off, it turns just, into a grenade. Exactly. You've created a fragmentation mine. It's, yeah, you've created you a claymore. Yeah. Is technically what you've done. Uh, speaking of creating horrifying things, love it. Uh, after that was scorn. Which, yeah. God bless putting Scorn on Game Pass, because I ain't paying money for this shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I am like, interested in it. What if what if Doom was... What if Doom just, was made by H.R. Geiger's boner, is what I said earlier. Yeah, it, 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 it's just it's super visceral and gross. Body horror. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's gore like, for the sake of... You're not even like a human. You're like a little creepy goblin guy. I mean, I like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, is, it's yeah, it's it's just creepy, gross, nasty, bloody, gory uh, organs, you, penis symbolism everywhere. There's the ha, wall of dicks. Have you have you ever walked and like been to like a theme park and walked so long you got a blister on your foot? Yeah, the whole game is that blister. It's set inside your whole the blister body. On your foot. Yeah, is that festering blister? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's like every creature has like weird extra tongues and it has like openings in its body that you can input like cables and penises and shit into. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, dude. I don't know how you release this without an AO rating. <laughs> exactly. But it's coming out for free for all you hoes out there. Twenty first October, twenty twenty two. I do not pay money for this. But something I would pay money for: Flintlock. This looks, looks interesting. Really, really cool. Um, yeah. Completely original. Yeah, I I don't know if I've seen. I don't think I've seen this before anywhere. Well, you know what's um, interesting? Same publisher as Scorn. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. So they're they're trying to kind of you know. If we release three things that are com- doing something completely different from each other, everybody's going to like one of them. So, but yeah, Flintlock actually looks like, what if, um, what was that colonization game that we always make fun of? The RPG that ended up New being World? bad? Yeah. Was it New World? Uh, it, well, it had a different, not, well, yeah, New World is also very similar, but not that one. The, uh, the one that was made by the guys that make Gothic or whatever. Um, oh, was it Greedfall? Greedfall. This is like, what if Greedfall was good? <laughs> yeah, no, this is it. It gives me a lot of different vibes. Um, yeah. I, I do see like um, Conan Exiles. Yep. In this a lot, and yep. I think it's just and they, the like the environment movie. and the buildings and the general look of people. It's got big Conan Exiles vibes. Uh, but I, I love the way that the 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 lead character looks. Yep. She looks great. She looks awesome. Um, I, I've really I'm interested I'm interested in what's happening in this world immediately. Yeah. It looks like there's like a uh, civil war mm-hmm. going on, but there's also like plague monsters and yep. it, it seems like there's even some like roguelite things that are happening in this action. But uh, also, yeah, it, it's like platform heavy. Like your character has like double or even triple jumps. You're like you have some kind of weird like runic magic that you can use where you're like dashing through these like portals sort of yeah um yeah the, even in the flintlock logo there's the triangle of like things that you can shoot through basically 
Um, it's really interesting. Like, you have a little creature that's your little buddy. I love that. Um, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff going on with that. Uh, there's a lot happening here. There's a lot if, going on. It looks really good, yeah. If, if, if they can really make sure that the gameplay doesn't feel weird, like which I feel like games like this, that, that's... You know, that's what it all comes down to. Greedfall. Yep. Yep. You know, it's Greedfall bad. horrible gameplay. It's bad because they're like, oh, well, what if we made the jump button this button? It's like, that's not good. Yep. I, I don't like that. It, it makes the game play worse because we're having to compensate for and then just yeah your generally problems yeah the the it's just really rough and it's very like there's a difference between something like dark souls controls that are cumbersome intentionally because yeah the, the goal is to get you to master it and controls that are just bad yes right like there's, and it's there's a, a fine line it's a very uh, fine it is, line. it is it can be a fine line i guess um so yeah after that again just Something we've heard about and we've known about for a while. Um, Minecraft Legends, which is like a, what, like a multiplayer RPG, well, you know, story-driven, I, I should say, uh, RPG in Minecraft. I, I want to pop back really quick, because the trailer shows off, it says Minecraft Legends, okay, yeah. and it starts to have a story. And then I'm going to pause right here, because mm. it says cinematic footage. They couldn't have just made this in-game. It's fucking blocks, my man. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's... I, so, carry on. You have to load keep, twenty polys in the entire fucking screen, and you couldn't. You, you had to make cinematic. Uh, <laughs> you had to fake that. You had to fake that. It's like it's fine, you know. That is funny, but um, yeah, you know, if you're a big Minecraft head, and like I said, like I am a person who I am drawn into games by story driven, by by character stuff. Like if Minecraft came out last year. This game would have made me get into Minecraft, probably. Right? Yeah. Like, this is the story Better mode. Chance. This explains what's going on. This gives you the info of, like, why do I give a shit about, you know, building my own little house or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. But for me, it's just so late in the game that obviously I don't give a fuck anymore. But, yeah, if I was, you know... Minecraft is one of the best-selling games of all time. Like, by far. I know people that have bought Minecraft, like, 16 times. Oh yeah, you know. Now when it first like the came way out, that I buy a nice old Republic. <laughs> when it first came out, I I paid I paid close to thirty bucks for Minecraft on PC originally. On PC, I people that have it on PS3, PS4, PS5, 360, Xbox. I did One, not buy it anywhere Xbox. else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I they know gave people it. They that gave that shit everywhere, dude. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And, and you know, it, as they should. I, you know, I don't have an issue with that, of course. Of but course. um, yeah. So this is like a story based game. Um. In the, the Minecraft gameplay universe, looks, looks good. Actually, looks pretty fun. Yeah, so, they're adding new like ways of like, I don't know, just like interesting, just something that you would never expect, really. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It looks like it might even have like a tower defense type thing going on. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, well, thank thank God they uh, came up with that cinematic. Uh, masterpiece in the beginning there good god i don't think it would have held on without it is there has, how's there not been a minecraft movie there has been right it has to be has to be I don't know. uh but up next actually something that caught my eye i was like oh, yep, oh i can really disney get into this um it is called Lightyear frontier again yep not anything disney oriented this yep. looks straight up this looks like fortnite I don't know what why. As soon as I saw Fortnite. this, 
I was like, this is chunky and yeah. kind of has that that pop vibe. Yep. Um, and I, I originally was like, is this a Fortnite thing? Um, but nope. then the dude in the little mech started like harvesting and building and yep. mining and and eat, like creating plants and wind energy. Yeah. Looks really cool. Like, like this. Uh, th- there's a lot of games that are, I think, kind of like this. Yeah, there was um, like a huge swarm of like, what if No Man's Sky, but different in this unique way. It, it kind of reminds me of like almost uh, Harvest Moon. Yep, it's what if No Man's Sky was uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah, you know, just or, adding yeah, some Harvest extra, Moon actually is a better reference. A- actually, adding some um, exploration. It looks like you can mm-hmm. dig in. You know, you can play mul- play with multiple people. Looks yep. like it's up to four players exploring this this land, whatever it happens to be, wherever it happens. Bro, I ain't happen. exploring shit. I need four players to more optimally water my crops, bro. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to need... It's going to be like Farmville back in the day. Hey, can yeah. you pop by and just, you know, water my uh, you know, water my flowers? They're, exactly right. They're not doing well. Uh, but that looks that looks fun. That one's coming spring 2023. 20, uh, yep. Um, they got into a small little section of, hey, let's show off some indie, uh, indie things. Yeah. Um, the first one of that was Gunfire Reborn. Yeah, it's basically um, um, Cat Quest 3 with guns. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a really well done Cat Quest three with yep. first person and guns and swords. Yep. Um Borderlandsy again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh definitely stylized like low um low poly uh, or uh yeah. not low yeah, kinda low, low poly. poly. But yeah, low um low something. Yeah. it's it's just heavily stylized. You can yep. see you can definitely see the lines that yep. they did that for the aesthetic. It looks cool. Um then they did the last case of uh, Benedict, Bendy, Bendy Dick Fox. Bendy Dick Fox. Yep. Um, the thing bends all the way around, around the leg. Can around seal it. Um, I, I don't know. I did. I, I don't really remember this one too much. They didn't. Uh, they didn't dig into what it is really. It's, yeah, it's doing much. an investigator story. You know, nothing crazy there. Um, yeah, like cool. a, a little Metroidvania platformer thing going on. Um, very yeah, side scrolly looking to tell a story. Um. So, I unfortunately I can't be like, hey, that looks amazing. Um, it looks fine. Uh, it's definitely just probably not my thing though. Nope. But I agree. you know, if that is your thing, you know, here you go, Johnny. Um, this one's for you. This one's for you. Oh, uh, dude, as, as dust falls. Yeah. Um, that is a live. At, what do they call it? Um, not stop motion, but uh, uh, like interactive storytelling. Like it's a live video, right? Like it's oh, it's it? pre-recorded live action, I think. Okay. And then you uh, make decisions in it. Oh no, it's not. Okay, I must be thinking of something else. Yeah, yeah I it's think... like it's stylistic. It's like hand-drawn stuff. The animation is very like jerky intentionally. Um, man, this really reminds me of something, but I can't think of it. But it's it's got a mix of different stuff going on. It's a storytelling game. You're choosing how the story plays out. Yeah. Um, looks really cool. I have this pre-installed on my uh, PC. Cool. Cool. Yeah, the 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 style is really good. It is kind of that like frame by frame. It's yeah. So in animation, they usually start with the keys. This happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then yep. they have and they just didn't people do go all the in. in. They didn't do the filling. They right. it in just moves. It's almost like a comic book moving yep. from panel to panel. Um, yep. so they they showed off a bit more about that. Um, 
experience solo multiplayer. Oh, what was that? Um, that went really quick. Give me one second. Yes, yeah, so it's experience solo multiplayer up to eight players. Yeah, so you're like voting on which decision to take. And it's very soon, July 19th. Yeah. One month from when we're recording. Yeah. Um, after that, they showed off uh, Naraka Blade Point. Uh, this is available elsewhere. It's just like a, I don't know, like a kung fu game, I guess you'd say. It's yeah, like just a, a fighting. Hack and, hack and slash yeah. fighter. Yep. Is this the one that is a. Um, I might be thinking of a different game. I'm not I, sure. This is one that you always get, like, free DLC packs in um, Amazon, like, like cosmetic items and stuff from Amazon Prime and things like that. Is this the Battle Royale game? I think it is. I, I can't, I, yeah. I can't remember, but this is definitely for somebody. So, yep. <laughs> you know, definitely Weeps. go check that out. Um, if this is the game I'm thinking of, this looked amazing. Pentiment? Yeah. I think it is the game you were thinking of. Yeah, uh, Johnny from, brought it up when we were yeah. talking. Oh, these next two games are both from Obsidian. So yeah, Pentiment is like an illustrated manuscript from like the 1500s. Yeah. But it's an adventure game that you control, right? So you're like a weirdo guy. You walk through this weird village. There's like sheep everywhere. You talk to the, the baker and the blacksmith and shit. You know what I mean? Like, And the whole thing plays out like that. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's 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 very it's very interesting. Um, I don't want to say it's never been done before because it oh, yeah. does. It's, it's kind like of have the, like a. It's like comic heroes or different stuff like that, like that, where they play with like an art style and like a yeah, it looks a media like format. Like at one point, he jumps out of a panel to escape a problem. You know, <laughs> it, it looks like um, uh, like traditional South Park back in the day, where they cardboard, oh. where they cut them out and it does construction kind of look paper. Like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, and, and they really flex, to be honest, at the end when they show the book pages flip and then the yep. book close and they're like, you really get to see like the quality that they are capable yeah. of. Yeah, this looks um, awesome. Looks really cool coming in November. Um. Obsidian, my boys. Obsidian, again. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, Obsidian, of course, um, Grounded yeah, has been full an early release. access. Finally, the full release. This game yep. is a ton of fun. I, I I love the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibe. Um, yep. The only thing that I think I'm not a fan of is just the character selection. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish that there was something a little more. Uh, I, I don't know. I none of them. None of them scream. I think none of them scream me when I was a little kid. Yeah. So it kind of. I feel like a little bit odd man out. It makes it kind of hard to choose, you know. Once you're past that, um, you know, battling the bugs, just trying to survive. It, it this if if you had a core group of even just two, but if you had a core group of four people Three all four, playing this, yeah. this it could be huge. Could be something you guys play for years. I could see. Yeah. Um, there's so much to explore and unlock. There's there's areas. I played this. I probably played this game for 30 hours or more. And there were areas that were just still so difficult for me that I couldn't even go yeah. into. Yeah. Um, and, and it all depends your level of comfort and your level of um, just willingness to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ladybugs are huge. They're generally nice unless you piss them off. 
I couldn't imagine there's there's a raven that floats around oh, above you. I couldn't even imagine fighting that or running into yeah. a rat. It would just be straight up game over. Or like how but, tough the uh, spiders were when we were playing. And it's like, oh, yeah. you know, when the spider shows up, you just run and hide. Like And and spiders are once you get past like some of the tougher worker ants, spiders are only the next level. After that there's stink right. bugs and yeah. Like, uh, they, they show off some big stuff in this. They show off, um, like, fish will straight up eat you. That's awesome. Um, and that's happened. But in this, they showed off, I think for the first time me seeing it, uh, was a prey mantis. Dude. And I'm like, and that's bad. Bullies. Yeah. That's awesome. Great game. Great game. I can't wait for that. Um, you know, getting back and just kind of seeing what's changed since I've played, yeah. you know, a couple months. Yeah, after that was um, Erebon Shadow Legacy, which is like, I don't know, it's doing like a mech stealth platformer? I don't know. It's it's a, it's a really unique world they're setting up there. You're like a shadow wizard that's trying to escape from mechs or something. It's almost doing like a Dishonored thing. Yes, that's what I was thinking. It, it again, kind of has that, um, it, it looks like just a, a heavy stealth game. Yeah. Um, so if you're really into really into that, you see the character, you know, turn into a shadow and zoom across the ground as just kind of like a, a puff of smoke, and then just show up and, and gank one of the yep. uh, robots, uh, just ripping its head off, and then back into shadow mode, gone or running across rooftops and attacking from above. Yep. Um, the most notable thing I think is that art style. I really like the contrast. Yeah, yeah it's got really heavy contrast, really bright colors. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it, it it does it, it does a it does a pretty um, I, I think a pretty good job of you know making me interested in something like this, so, mm-hmm. especially not seeing it before. Yep. Um, the main character just draped in blue and black, mm-hmm. and just being able to turn into smoke, which is something that I really loved about um, Infamous Second Son. Mm-hmm. That's that that's that's. Kind of a kind of a good deal, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, of course, coming to Game Pass. Of course. Um, the next bit was actually pretty. I it was pretty big for me. I was exci- I was very excited. Yeah, me as well. They've been um, kind of Diablo has been placing people around the campfire, different classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newest class to join the rank is the Necromancer. And um, I think they said this is the final class, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which. Awesome. They're, they couldn't. They, they couldn't have announced anything else that would have made me more excited. Right. Necromancer is is the it's the class that I enjoy playing, um, yep. and yeah, just seeing it again, seeing the that them make the video, just the video itself. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, I, Diablo Four is like I'm excited for it. I like Diablo Three a lot. It was the first Diablo game I got into. Um, I put a fair amount of time into it. I didn't, like, crazy over-obsess like some people I know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. It's replayable because you play as the different classes and just have completely different play styles and combos and everything. Sure. Um, I, like, I am a little worried. I just think that Blizzard doesn't have it anymore. So this is definitely one that I'm going to have to, like, see and experience to really get my opinion on it. Like, you know... Three or four years ago, this would have been my most anticipated game, probably. Easily, yeah. Um, 
We'll see. I mean, if, if they're ju really just sticking to their, their Diablo 3 guns and just doing improvements on that, basically, then I think it'll work out. Um, so what is it? It's a Barbarian, Shadow Hunter, or whatever, um, yeah. Demon Hunter, uh, uh, Wizard. They show them at the end. Um, monk? Or, like, who's the guy on the left here? There's a Barbarian, a Sorceress, a Druid, uh -huh. a Rogue, Druid, and a Necromancer. Okay, so the Barbarian's on the left. The Druid's so, on the right. Okay. I think this is actually harking back to Diablo 2. I think these right. are just the classes from 2. Yep. Um, Necromancer was definitely from 2. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, um, I'm excited for that. Actually, this might... Maybe I want to dive into Diablo 3 again. So, I... I so, I liked Diablo 2. I didn't play that as much as I played Diablo 3. Right. And comparing the two... I like Diablo 3 a lot less. I don't okay. know what it is. I think it, it's the the world... I don't know if it's the world or if it's the... Um, I don't know. There's something about it that is not as Diablo as it could be. And I think, yeah. I think looking at 4 here really gives me that vibe of what i would expect from a diablo game yeah three definitely tried to go more mainstream it, it looks it's it's brighter mm. and, and it just i don't know it there's something about it that's not for me um and to the point of i want to play diablo and i'm thinking about picking up the diablo 2 remake mm -hmm. because i i want to play it, diablo 3 doesn't feel like a real diablo to me it feels like if okay. somebody made a diablo game as like a, a diablo game. clone yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But this this looks really good. This had me really excited. Um, mm -hmm. You know, of course, announcing the character, but it has me excited for just kind of like the future of, of yeah. what can be. And it's going to be, this is going to be very telling, um, th this game. They need this game to do well. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, they're... they're I don't want to say they're in a tough spot or anything like that. Well, they're not I mean, in a they, great spot, certainly. They're not in a great spot. I think they're in the best spot that they could be in, given the circumstances. Mm. Um, but they showed off a little gameplay that looked really, really cool. Um, yeah. I, I liked what I saw. They showed some people kind of uh, the character customize um, creating, you know, creating your character and, and selecting your champion from around the campfire which is mm -hmm. again a hark back to two yep um but it i i guess i i think when i'm thinking about three when i think about a cyberpunk world i think of it dark neon and raining right right i think that's what people think of i i it it would be like diablo having that kind of same thing and then it not being that mm -hmm. so yeah you know. Yeah, it's just it's missing something, but it's kind of hard to point exactly at what that is. Yeah, or maybe yeah. not even missing, but just did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. But this looks cool. Um, very excited for this. Um, if you're a big Diablo fan, you know, go go check out that um, that bit uh, of of the video. Um, mm -hmm. You're gonna see all different classes um, and 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 enemies and, and environments. Um, so yeah good stuff um yep. from diablo 4 uh, after that they push forward to just talk 
quickly about Sea of Thieves going into season, season seven. seven. I um, think Sea of Thieves I see as like a big, like weird, unanticipated success kind of. Like it, it's not something I'm into, but when that first came out, you know, everybody was complaining there was nothing to do and shit, and they've really expanded on it. Yeah, and it's not something I'm into, but again, one of those games that I'm like, you know what? That's awesome that there's this big community that loves it and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, after that was a new game that we haven't heard of, right? Uh, uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah and Raven if we Lock, have, it was real quick. Um, which is like, I don't, I, I, it's really hard to even categorize what this is. Um, it, yeah, it's like no, it an adventure action game where you're playing like a young girl who's like in a magical world and you're trying to kill like corrupted magical monsters i guess and then there's like a lot of like technical creatures like clockwork monsters and stuff it looks cool i don't know if this is something that i'll check out but again it's on game pass so i i probably will in that case yeah but uh it's just a really unique look i don't really know what to compare it to yeah it it seems like uh there's heavy exploration and then when it gets into combat it turns into like um Almost reminds me of like a, a roguelite where you're trying to like dodge the bullets as they're coming in and get in attacks where you can. Right. Um, so yeah, that one looked interesting, and that's what they were going for with these um, uh, next, especially next two. Um, the next one that they showed off was. Um, Yo. Oh, were you interested in this one? Yo, cocoon. Cocoon. Uh, um, from from the lead guy on um, Limbo and Inside, but he's yeah. now in another studio. Yeah. Um, there, uh, it, it, I, I was never a huge, like, Limbo or Inside fan. So mm-hmm. this didn't, for me, it didn't land as it would, I think, for somebody who was yeah. like, really into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is, again, one that... I'm super glad it's coming to Game Pass because it just seems they're doing something different, right? Like, yeah, they're trying new um, mechanics. Yeah, it's they're doing it like uh, it's like a Limbo but Zelda. Yeah, it's kind of platformy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very platformy. There's a lot of orbs. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, orb. It's orb. The, the world's first orb game. It, it's it's orb based. Yeah. Some would say, um, no. I mean, your character it, it is like isometric, like three dimensional space, um, mm-hmm. which is a departure from you know what they had done previously or he had done previously. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, kind of platformy, um, picking up orbs to kind of solve the puzzle and and, and get through. Um, but I mean, just personally, I'm like, I, I don't know if that one's for me. Yeah, I I I find uh, the Zelda type games kind of hard to get into it's because there's always so much shit going on it's like oh i'll have to remember to come back here in 715 hours when i have the boots of frisbeeing yeah yeah i just i'm not super into that uh up um, next they just went right into a koei tecmo game for sure like yep this is the most koei tecmo game ever made yeah yeah (laughs) um it looked great too the like opening like had had a very yeah had, had a very very cool um like cinematic uh and it, it turns out the game is wulong fallen dynasty yeah so it's uh almost i guess we i need to see a little more to really confidently say this but it's like dynasty warriors but actually with a cool story mode 
Yeah, it's kind of like Onimusha, um, except a little Onimushi, without the uh, like Resident Evil era influence. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, at first, I kind of thought like um, it looks kind of familiar, but I can't really put my finger on what that is. So I was like, have we seen something like this before? But this was a world premiere, so I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. There was a guy that was working on a... Um, he's working on a game much like this, okay. just himself. Um, right. So I can't remember the name of the game, and God, I couldn't even yeah, begin to look cool, it up. It looks cool, and here, it's but. early 23, so we don't have to wait super long. And of course, day one, Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. After that was uh, Persona 3 Portable, uh, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal all yeah. um, all making their way Downtown. so yeah I mean basically it is like a lot of these studios like Atlas and everybody that are like you know what it's you know we're just I'm stealing money out of my own pocket to not just release the shit everywhere I can so here you go yeah you know this, this stuff all came out in PC in the last couple of years so they're like alright fuck it just put it everywhere smart move make the fan base happy yeah. you know and build the fan base if you can yeah. you know make it a little bigger um. Yeah. So I mean, nothing crazy to show there. Um. After and that, is that when they they caused the the third annual uh, fan war? Probably. With, uh, confirming that Kojima is working with Xbox and Microsoft on a Game Pass game. Yeah. Or at least a game Xbox Game Studios, which has in the past promised that everything would be on uh, Game Pass. So I guess we have to wait and see. But I really um, need to. F- I really need to find. A uh, pair of glasses like his, <laughs> but yeah, Kojima—they're I mean, so he's, good. He's doing the classic like artiste thing where he's yeah. like, "Okay, I'll go over here. I'll make this shit for Sony. I'll go over here. I'll make this shit for Microsoft." Well, who's giving me money? I, you know, I love what he did with Sony when he made the transition of going from studio to studio, learning and right, seeing. Right. Um, it's he's trying to turn himself into like a true auteur, which I mean, he basically is already he, anyway. Yeah. It's like, spoiler, like you already are real. One. But, yeah, he's like, okay, I, I want to become, like, true, uh, like we said, he already is. But he wants he to wants... truly push himself to that level where he's like, his name on the thing is what sells it, not the thing. I think, I think more than anything, he wants to make his corner of the video game industry that he's carved out for himself be more reflective of film rather than so, game. Yeah, yeah. So here's the real question, right? Um, is this going to be the second ever Strand game? That would be interesting. Thing, right? That would be he interesting. Said, he kept notably saying, which was always funny, because, uh, again, this is just like a, an artist kind of up their own ass type of thing, but he was like, Death Stranding is not an action game or a platformer or a walking simulator or anything. It is a Strand game. It's the first ever Strand game. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck does that mean, bro? <laughs> yeah. It means so. Like, you know, Kojima just being Kojima, being, Kojima. being fun. Um, yep. uh, and then they showed off basically just a huge, like, okay, just to roll back, you know, roll back the tape. Let's get a combination of every game coming to Game Pass in the next year. And a huge dump list of it with some notable so, stuff. Pretty much everything we mentioned on there. So an hour, about an hour and 16 minutes of yeah. them showing off all these things. And then all culminates to the point of them patting themselves on the back and saying... So, all those people that were saying there's nothing coming to Game Pass or Xbox? Wrong. Here we are. And they didn't even show off some of their things. They didn't show off Atomic Heart again. You know, they didn't dive into Slime Rancher 2 
or uh, Somerville. You know, there's so many things that they just... And those are coming out this year. Those aren't next year things. Those are literally this year things. Yep. Um, Warhammer Dark Tide. Yep. That's gonna Didn't be even good. show it off. It will be there. I'm excited um, for that one. And then, and then, you know, looking on the right side of the... Um, next year. You know, that, that photo looking into next year. Just seeing all the things. They didn't even show off the uh, Ewan Chronicles. Stalker 2... Um, you know, they, they, there's, there's a few over there that they didn't even get into. And I feel like, of course, they're going to keep, um, some things, uh, you know, kind of tight. There's things that they're not talking about. Uh, Dead Space. Yep. Is on there for that. So, you know. That's funny that, uh, Callisto Protocol's hopefully coming this year and then Dead Space next year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, did you like that one? Well, here's the classic. We're going to keep the hits rolling. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, big, I, I think uh, we, we say it all the time that we're the same way that we say that Epic Games is like the premier like PC, just the fact that you get all these free games it, is the is the Epic launcher like missing stuff. Yeah, but they're giving you free games, dude. Yeah, it's you know? like, what are you going to do? Same about thing. It? Same you thing know? with Game Pass. It's like, you know, are is there any way in, you know, in any kind of universe where they could make Game Pass better? Yeah, of course. But what they're doing right now, it's the best deal in gaming. So that is actually a very good point. I do want to stop and talk about that. One of the things that I think that they are going to do to make this better is they are looking into bringing the Xbox ecosystem directly to your television. Um, They talked about that. It was either last week or the week before. um, Where uh, starting with the 2022... um, specific samsung televisions they will have the xbox launcher built right in mm-hmm. and you'll be able to just pair your controller you don't need anything sitting on your desk i think that's a great way of the future mm-hmm. yeah. i mean I, I love buying consoles i love buying these extra things but game pass is not geared for that yep so if that's the way of the future that's how i want to play that that would be so huge. You could play, you know, if you have, let's say, three, four years down the line, when it starts integrating, when they're like, oh, it was on Samsung, but it's coming to LG. Oh, it was on LG. It's coming to, you know, this. The day that it comes to Sony televisions is going to be fucking wild. Yeah. Um, but when that happens, you're not going to, you know, be like, you know, it's not going to be like 10 o'clock at night and you're like, I can't sleep. Mm. Well, I want to play a game, but I really don't want to go out to the living room. Uh, I guess I'll just roll over and go to sleep. You could actually just start the game. <laughs> like, it's, you know, without going anywhere. So that that's that's kind of nice. Um, I think that's the kind of innovation these guys are you know, yeah. really, and really thinking about. They are going for that thing where Xbox is like a, a platform. Not it's a delivery. A, not a yeah it's a service it's not a it's like you know what am i watching on cable today right right like it's it's that type of thing that look at all these options you can play any type of game you want maybe we'll take them away and add them based on people's feedback or whatever but you know yeah so yeah after that uh the final biggest announcement probably um for the xbox and bethesda showcase they finally showed off starfield well first they finally showed off our lord and savior god howard God Howard needs to be retired as well. Him and Pete Hines need to be put in the shed. <laughs> they, they need to be. T- He's had the exact same back. look for forty years, dude. 
he has the same jacket that he had yeah, in the, the shoes match. One. The jacket. The shoes, also, yeah. he appears to be just based on his proportions and everything a five foot four king. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know that factually, but I can kind of sense it. Napoleon esque, some would yeah. say. Um, Napoleon was average height for the time. Come on, everybody. He was. He was. Stop falling for propaganda. Uh, but um, I, yeah. It's, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say they they start to get into Starfield. You see. Uh, a ship come in and land. I I have to go back and, and show that landing again. Yeah. Because it looks so bad. <laughs> when you it, see the smoke uh, coming up from around it, yeah. it does not look good. Like, that, I do not expect that from a AAA game. And I, uh, when I, I, I want to stop there because I've been saying it for a long time. We've seen all these cinematics for, the Star, for Starfield and we've been excited for it. Mm-hmm. But... How much further have they pushed their uh, engine? You know, in, in what progress have they made? Um, and my only hope is the progress is mechanical. Um, because yeah. it's not visual. I don't think this is visually much better than things that we get with, like, Fallout. Well, um, so this is a thing where, like, there's been a couple notable examples of this recently. Where I'm kind of like, you're getting what you want. But it turns out that what you want isn't actually what you want, right? So, like, Bethesda... So, again, talking about how these guys are, like, 100 years old and they're, they've been looking and doing the exact same thing for 40 years. Like, from all... From everything I've heard, the main Bethesda game studios, right, run by God Howard and Feet Hines. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but there's something in there. Uh, look there's in, something look, there. Follow the, follow the money. Um, uh-huh. You know, they... They run a studio that, uh, from all reporting that I've heard at least, Obsidian, or, holy shit, Obsidian, you know? That's me just showing my ass right there a little bit. Bethesda Game Studios is an awesome place to work. People work there for their whole career. They don't, you know, people stick around. They don't want to move on and go to the competition constantly. Um, You know, they've got a lot of long timers and old timers there, which is a good sign. But I, I think the negative of that is just that we get this kind of symptom where they release the same game. You know, this Starfield, I mean, the gunplay looks pretty rough. It looks like Fallout, but it's set in, in space instead. You know? It's, right. And Fallout looks like Skyrim, but it's set in the, the post-apocalyptic future. Skyrim looks like Obsidian. Obsidian looks like Skyrim. I keep saying Obsidian. I meant Oblivion. Holy shit. Oblivion. I've got Obsidian on the brain after that fucking manuscript art shit. But, um, you know, Oblivion looks like Daggerfall. Daggerfall looks like Elder Scrolls Arena. They, they had one idea, yeah. you know? And it, I, I think they've kind of like Bioware, they've been cursed by their own success. Where, like, they will never be able to make Fallout 3 again. And they will never be able to make Skyrim again. And those might not even be their best games. I don't know. Those are the ones I played, right? Sure. But... Like, Fallout 4, I remember everybody was saying was underwhelming. Their their online games that they've made are good, but just not super popular, and they kind of live in a middle ground, and they're, you know, that's it. And it's just, it's strange that, like, they're they're just stuck, and they're unable to move forward because of Skyrim, you know? And yeah. This, need- this game, well, it's really weird. So more details have come out about Starfield as well. So 
the trailer looks fine. I'm going to play this, right? Like, as I sit here bitching and moaning, the reason that I care and that I'm whining is because I'm going to play it. Right. (laughs) So I I wish it were better because I know I'm going to put 200 hours into this. But it's just like, it's, it's, a lot of people are calling it No Man's Skyrim. Very funny. Yeah. It's funny. But it's actually, if you listen to the descriptions and things, it's inferior to No Man's Sky, which came out, I would like to fucking make everybody recall, in fucking like 2013 or something. To be just I mean, completely destroyed, ripped apart, you know, everybody crater, yeah. leaving, getting death threats. Right. Like, it's a fucking video game. So yeah, obviously they did a lot of repair work, and I think No Man's Sky is kind of like it's almost like uh, Final Fantasy: A Realm Reborn, where it's yeah, like it's a re- huge success story where they were able to turn around a negative game and add a bunch of stuff for free and do a really good job of getting the customer support back. Mm-hmm. Which and you know again also this is me complaining about a game that I have never touched or looked at right with sure. uh, Starfield, right, right? But from their own descriptions of it, it has less features than no man's sky so like in starfield they kind of even in the show off the initial the initial showing here they talk about how you can um you know if you go to a planet okay let's say you want to land in the main city that's great you can also land anywhere else but it is a cutscene. you don't land your ship through the atmosphere it's an autopilot yeah it's an it's it's autopilot so that is inferior to a game that came out in 23 to universal hatred. You know, I just... I don't understand. I, I, I think Bethesda's ultimate weakness is that they can learn lessons from themselves. They can internally realize that they did something wrong and fix it. But they just... For some reason, they can't learn the lesson from anyone else. And I, I don't know what causes that. Maybe it's because they're isolated. Because they're in the DC area. They're the, like the only game developer in that area. Maybe that's it. They just don't have peers to talk to. Maybe it's because they have these old, you know, these long timers that they don't know what the current modern fad is and they don't have a friend that works at EA and a friend that works at Blizzard and a friend that works at Activision that can tell them about things. I don't know what it is, but they just are unable to learn external lessons. And I wonder... That was kind of the hope that that could be different with Microsoft because Microsoft knows everybody, right? Right. Um... So maybe and, well, this wouldn't this wouldn't be influenced by Microsoft at all. That's true. This was already in production, and it was probably pretty much already done by the. Time I would they say acquired. Unfortunately, I would say it doesn't look done to me. Right, but it looks like just, early access to me. What what I hate is there, there's so many things that I dislike about it, and a lot of it revolves around like HUD. Yep, and just. The like gunplay looks bad. I mean, that's mechanics. That's just yeah. that's true of Bethesda games. They're, the combat's usually kind of shitty, but it's, so, it's fine. That's my big problem. Is they know they've got the feedback. I've been saying it for years, especially yep. when it comes to shooting in their games. Uh, Skyrim being the the game that they were able to fix some of it on because there's no but shooting. There's no guns. There's <laughs> right, exactly. there's archery and there's um, magic, yeah. right. which would be the closest thing to it. Uh, but you know that problem's not there. But then you pick up Fallout Three. It felt fine at the time, right? Fallout and also, they have they have bad. a built-in fix, which is Vats, right? So right. it's turning it into tactics, not shooting. And this so won't have this, Vats. 
well, it could have something maybe approximating that, but it's not going to be the same, right? Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's it is definitely, and we haven't seen them show off anything like that. So that's me just guessing, right? What I what what I dislike probably the most is I'm shooting at a hitbox with a health bar above it. It doesn't right. matter that there's a person there. Right. There's a health bar above this person's head, yep. and you're watching that health bar go down until it's empty. Right. I think that's bad gameplay. I agree. And yeah, the, the customization stuff looks good. I continue to kind of question why Bethesda thinks that they need to just be a Minecraft creator at this point. But again, like sure. I, I just see these companies doing things that they are not good at, and they're trying to make that their focus. So like, again, to kind of talk about a similar compatriot that got um, you know cursed by their own success, like Bioware was always getting the feedback that the action is not good enough. So they really focused on the action in games, and then they lost the thing that they were particularly good at with, like, you know, in Mass Effect Andromeda is the main example. The best feeling game that Bioware's ever made, right? Or, or even sure. to reference, um, uh, not Titanfall. Uh, Andro- uh, no. Uh, the one with Javelins. Oh, Anthem. Anthem? To reference Anthem, Anthem, mechanically, gameplay, was amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's one of the best feeling games I've ever played. Oh, yeah. The Iron Man game. Yep. You know? But there was just nothing to fucking do. And, it, you know, they, they had this really cool-looking world. Really good-looking. The level design was really good. It was fun to play in. The combat encounters were cool. The strategies you could do were really interesting. There was no fucking story. There was no reason for me to give a shit. And... I'm, so you can learn lessons from other people and then go the wrong way, right? Like, that is definitely sure. possible. But, um, yeah, I agree. that, And also, I think Starfield just looks super generic. Um, I'm this, hoping that the story is the thing that saves it. Which is entirely possible, because it seems like they're doing something cool in the story, honestly. Pa- There's, like, it, weird it, ancient alien... I mean, it's, it's stuff that's been done a million times before, oh yeah. but they could potentially do it really well, the same way that... Skyrim has been done a million times before, you know. Yeah. Oblivion has been done a million times before, and it's still cool. So it's like make me give a, a shit. Make me yeah. give a shit about these characters that shoot terribly. Yep. It, what they're shooting looks terrible. Hey, when I they shoot talk, terribly. When when you know? they talk, it looks terrible. Their yeah. their faces are so expressionless. That's their a, eyes that's a are so dead and soulless. Yeah. Like there yeah. there are indie games that are doing better facial animations and yep. and bringing me into that feeling that are making their first time games more than you like i would ar- arguably looking at some of the faces watch yeah. um watching them talk um stardew valley did a better job of making me care about <laughs> characters than this game. yeah really so i mean and that's one guy one guy <laughs> so the thing that that's that's part of the thing that really hurts me here is that the Bethesda. So a lot of people are complaining that this is the same creation engine. That's not true. It's all been updated, whatever. But the problems persist. So yes. the dead-eyed NPCs with no expressions has been a complaint since fucking Morrowind. Yeah. And they have so, never. I mean, I, I obviously I don't know what goes on in the studio, right? Uh, I mean, a lot of this. We again, have an idea. This is me bitching and moaning because I know I'm going to play it and I'm going to try to look past that shit. And I'm already. Yeah. I want it to be preemptively annoyed because I know I'm going to do that, right? Right, right. So if this was a game I didn't give a shit about, I wouldn't be complaining. 
It, that's right. a classic thing. If, if somebody's complaining about the Kardashians all the time, that means they watch the show, okay? You know, you know sorry, but, you know, if you don't give a shit, you don't give a shit. But, it, I mean, it really does, to me, look like they get that feedback that says, yo, this is, it's too buggy, the dead-eyed NPCs aren't working, you're getting lazy with the story, the gunplay sucks. I mean, I really think that they get that, and then the complaints department throws it in the fucking trash. Like, <laughs> it, it really seems like they just don't give a fuck. And I, I don't, I, I generally really try to avoid saying that about game creators, because why would you do that if you don't give a shit, right? But... I just really think because of the construction of Bethesda Game Studio, the game developer branch, right? Mm-hmm. I just really think that they just kind of are phoning it in at this point. Because they, they made so much money on Skyrim, they never have to make a successful game again. So, I think, what I think the problem is, what they're using to create this is the Creation Engine 2. It's a new version. It's a okay. version. So... When I look at this and I see that aircraft come in, or I see the soulless eyes, or the soulless mm-hmm. eyes, it, that's been happening for a long time. Right. But it's Fallout 4. When I see that aircraft come in and I see that just god awful smoke. Yeah. We saw that, that with the with the fucking Hellabirds in Fallout 3. Exactly. Yeah. Creation Engine 2 is completely based off Creation Engine 1. And this is what we were alluding to at the beginning of the show the way video game engines function. It doesn't just shit out a game when you type in what you want it to do. It is a collection of tools that make the job easier for creating video games for developers. It's a collection of tools. Now, when they update these, they should be updating it. That has obviously not been updated. They're saying it's been updated because they've updated other parts of their engine. But that specific part, there's no way they can look me or anybody in the eye and say that that has been updated. What is updated right. on this? They've created a flying mechanic. Did we need that? Maybe for a space game, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, and it actually, what they that, that looks pretty good, to be fair. Th- that looks great. Um, so that is the update. Now, what is going to suffer because we got that update? The shooting mechanic, where we're going to be spending a lot of time shooting, running yep. into enemies. We're going to be looking at those stupid fucking soulless faces. Yep. And then, again, little things. Like like I said, that smoke landing on planets. It should yep. not look like that. That's PS3, early PS3 era graphics. And that's on track for what we're looking at with the creation engine one. Yeah. So, and again... The only reason that we're complaining is because we give a shit about it. We want this to be the best that it can be. And I don't think the Creation Engine 2 can make it the best that it can be. Right. Smartest thing that has happened, and this I've been thinking about this more and more, smartest thing that's happened in the past, I would say, probably year or two that I've heard, was when um cd project red said they're going with the uh going with epic's engine over their red engine yeah smartest they could have ever made because well, that also, is going to make the next witcher thing that much better well the, again the key i think a lot of people we we've we talk about this a lot i think where people don't really understand what a game engine is right yes. it's not like it's not like dolly where you give it a prompt and it makes a game right 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 um it, I mean, to be fair, I think the industry has, in, in until the last couple years, right, with uh, making game engines basically free and accessible to everybody, um, they had been really, like, quiet and, like, buttoned up on what game engines were and did. It's a tool set. It's like, yeah. you know, Microsoft Excel is capable of 
you know, X, Y, Z things. It's, and, it's that. Yeah, it's not it, much it's, more complicated than that. The, the way that I like to explain it is, um, you know, people have Photoshop. And you have the casual people who just use the default settings. You have people right. who use it for work that have a very specific set, uh, set of settings. It's exactly yeah. like that. Setting it up to do exactly what you need it to do. Um, somebody else gives them these tools. The people who are making the world and the art, this isn't all the same people. There are leads that oversee it, and they grab it, and they put it together, and then somebody else, it's teams, like hundreds of people that are all doing these things that make yeah. this function um, from creating the pipeline tools that the artists and the technical artists and, and or, yeah, the artists and the, like, animators and all of these different people use to build the game Mm. all the way down to you know putting you know putting those things that have been created with that together and making it cohesive um so i I think that i think that's true i think people don't quite understand exactly what a video game engine yeah i mean it is to really just super break it down it's like what what uh, app am i opening to write the code in right 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 right. or what app am i opening to load art into or things like that if you take uh you know if you take a let's talk about art for a minute if you take a blender you know model and try to load it in something that's not blender something weird might happen i mean a a lot of them have been trying to work together better with each other because they know yeah you know they've created different file formats right right so it's yeah it's like trying to load a word file in excel something weird's gonna happen you know yeah so uh, also, that's a bad example because obviously Office is all co-compatible, but you know it's 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 uh, harder to make delineations because things are kind of merging together. Yeah. But um, yeah. So moving off of that, you know, I think a lot of stuff that we're interested in, as much as we complain about different things here and there, like you know, we started out with Redfall, and I was complaining about some of the stuff I heard about it. It's because I'm interested. You know, yeah, it's because I exactly. think it's going to be cool. You know, I want it to be as good as possible. So of course, I'm going to complain about you know some of the stuff i don't like because you know i want to like it more so so what uh, what i would like to just cap it off with is um it's okay definitely to be critical of these things that you know that you're interested in you can be critical and things obviously don't go and like try to fucking firebomb pete heinz's house or something it's insane but please understand it as well you know do that research if you're if video games are the thing that you do when you get home from work you know, yeah, you should know do, a little bit about you, it. You should know a little bit more, at, uh, like, under the surface. What's, yeah. you know, like, you have a car, but what makes the car go? You know, that that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, cars are not something that I'm terribly super interested in. I have chosen not to care about cars. <laughs> exactly. So you wouldn't need to know what's under the hood. Right. Because you hire someone to do that. Yep. But if you're spending all of your free time playing video games, please take a look. What is a video game engine? What? Uh, how does that? You know, download it, open it up. So you know, see actually, what it looks like. If you don't want to do that, you can do the same thing where I outsource my car problems to somebody else. I make the dealership deal with it. You can do that with video games. You can watch sure. streamers. Yeah, that's very you, true. You don't have to know shit. You don't have to know how to play it. You don't have to hit the button. Um, but I, I do think it like when it comes to film, some people you know they love watching movies. They go to the the, the oh, theater yeah. and and they understand. They learn what they can about you know directors made, and, and what the directors you know, do. Yeah, how, what, what kind of cameras? Process. 
Yeah. There, there's a lot to learn, and video games are no different. More so, because there's pro- arguably there's, there's more. more moving pieces. Yeah. There's there's more that goes into it. Where And also, video games are newer, and they're less standardized. So the stuff that goes into video games is weirder because people are making it up as they go. Oh yeah, right? yeah. We know yeah. how to we know how to film movies at this point. There's like one of the most powerful unions in the world is the actors' unions in Hollywood, right? Right. Like well, they, they can, probably run they, the country pretty much. They can fucking end TV shows. I, I don't know if people remember. Was it like 2006 or something? The writer strike that like oh yeah, all Conan of, like, had the a strike ton beard. of good TV shows ended because they were like, you're not fucking paying me enough, dude. That'll Which is awesome. You should do that. That that uh, should be. Yeah. In case anybody's curious, if you work at a Starbucks, fuck that bitch up, dude. Fuck Howard Schultz. Um. So yeah, yeah. After that. Um, after that, they you know that was the cap of the show. Uh, go yeah. back, watch that. You know. Um, Good stuff in there. There's hidden gems in there, like we said. Yeah. Um, for definitely sure. Definitely check all that out. Uh, so, and yeah. Then, after that, they rolled on to the Capcom, the Fapcom showcase. Yeah. Uh, it was. So this is where I was saying in the beginning, hey, doing your shows independently allows you to be in much more control and you don't have these like fucked up technical glitches and shit. Not always true. Not always. So So, the the show was just broken up into chunks. It was like Capcom had like 30 to 40 minute breaks in between. (laughs) How? (laughs) I just don't know. It was three hours. It could have been 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, and actually, when the person puts the, the cuts, so, like, you know, the top comment is always somebody just putting in all the timestamps. Yeah. Um, so, Monster Hunt, Monster Hunter, oh, Jesus God. Uh-huh. Uh, Rise Sunbreak DLC started at 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, they showed off, uh, let me kind of, I'm trying not to reveal anything here. Okay, so we'll just talk about it as it aired. So, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. The DLC for the mobile, right? Or, you know, for for Switch or whatever, Monster Hunter Rise. So, I don't know if, like, I'm having a seizure right now. This shit was so jerky. I mean, as I'm watching it, it looks like shit. It's like dropping frames. It's like 20 frames per second, maybe. Yeah, it it was bad. And that could just be Monster Hunter. I think Monster Hunter... Well, that could be problems with their live stream. It could be. But live streaming can has a tendency to really get fucked up on the FPS. But, but like, they have literally, the whole video. It's, like, it's Why literally they just... like two frames per second in some of the high energy scenes. And it could be because it's on Switch, right? Could be. But yeah, that, I mean, uh, you know, I, I want people to, you know, people that are big into Monster Hunter, I want them to play this. I want them to have fun. I want them to get what they want. Yeah, I mean, it just looks like shit to me. I, yeah. I don't... I don't it's and for those it's not watching what I live, to see. yeah, this is not your video that's doing this. The video that we're watching looks terrible. Right. I don't know so, why that happened. So the other after that, they showed off uh, Exo Primal. Um, yeah, they showed off. Well, it's well, weird. It's weird how they, they broke stuff off, up. Next, they showed off a little bit of I think Street Fighter Six. Right. 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 So I, yeah, sorry, I was looking at the the cuts that this person put in and it was just really odd but um yeah the the uh so street fighter 6 they just showed off some gameplay and stuff that's smart they should have done that um yeah glad for him um capcom fighting collection which is like a, a arcade stadium 2 arcade right? yeah yeah so um included i mean it's it looks cool um i'm not a huge capcom fan so i'm missing some of the references there but 
sure. yeah. So it was the fighting collection and then arcade second stadium, which are different things somehow. Oh, okay. Um, I guess one is new and one's like a remake or something. I don't know. Um, after that, they uh, went into let's see timestamps here. So Exo Primal was at forty three minutes in this yeah. video we're looking at. So that is what in a it's, it's an like exosuit a mecha exosuit dinosaur hunter dinosaur hunter game that's cool yeah it's kind of like it reminds me of like earth defense force but with dinosaurs okay yeah yeah it's right in capcom's wheelhouse so this yeah. actually will probably be a good one as much as it like it, it does not have the it um, looks weird yeah it does not have the name to like give it automatic marketing and fans and stuff but it probably is going to be really good. But it like looks I said, cool. It's right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. They, they yeah. like you see like uh, at one point there's um, a bunch of like flying dinosaurs taking yeah. down like a giant like jumbo jet. Yep. Um, and you're watching it crash. There's a tornado and there's a bunch of different dinosaurs and animals. Yep. Um, you know, just running through it, tracking and fighting T Rex. It. Yeah, th- th- this could be fun. Um, I, I actually. What if- it mecha earth defense force with dinos i mean that sounds awesome it sounds so, good to me yeah. yeah it could be really good i don't know if it's necessarily my style of game but it looks it looks like it'll be really fun um, um yeah af- after that they did the uh 10th an- well yeah you should take this this is your baby well they they didn't show it here um after well, that they, they just they did the 10th anniversary where they were talking about um yeah 10th anniversary of dragon's dogma yeah they're like they were talking about the anime a little bit and then they were like hey Right now, all these games are on sale for the 10th anniversary, so it's like five bucks to get the Dark Arisen with all the DLC and everything. They did a little chat talking about their experience with Dragon's Dogma and everything. So Yeah, thank you for buying and supporting, yep. basically. Live, live with that as a tease. <laughs> yep. After that, they did a seven-minute presentation on Resident Evil Village, which is going to have... Um, basically, they're announcing like the, the gold version or whatever that includes everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're they're adding a DLC chapter called Shadows of Rose, which, which is um, Rose is Ethan, yeah. Ethan and Mia's daughter. Yep. So you're gonna you're you really briefly play as her at the end of the game, right? Sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah not really. We've talked about it before. So it, I mean, you like walk around a park or something. It's nothing crazy. So they're just adding more more interesting something going on with that, basically. Yeah. Um, they finally. We're talking about I, uh, additional stuff with mercenaries mode. I, I I do want to pause just looking at the yeah. shadows of Rose. There's two things that happen that are interesting. Mm. Why the fuck she would go back to Lady right. D's castle is beyond Correct. me. And there's that instance where you see um, what's his name, um, Duke, the guy who sells you the village all of the stuff. Yep, he has gone gone full super villain. That's awesome. um, you just see his his giant ass sitting there with this huge uh, like it looks like a piece of like a like mannequin head that's yeah. like over his face. It's almost like a Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh no! And he raises some of the like goo enemies. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's this is probably just a tease for a third like game in that strain right i like, i I'm, I'm interested in that that i yeah. think that might be interesting enough to make me go back and finally i'm like one trophy away from getting the platinum on this oh yeah that will probably be the i want to know yeah when i was first 
when I first heard about this and everything, I was like, okay, that's stupid. I'm not interested. Looking at the trailer, I, I'm interested. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. After that, they talked about some mercenary stuff. Um, yeah, you get to play as... Uh, Chris. You get to play as Chris, Carl, and Lady D herself. Um, yeah. Alessina Domatrescu. Yeah. Um, so... Big Mommy. You know, whatever. Not really my yeah. jam. But they also uh, are throwing in third-person mode. Um, So if you ever wanted to see what the back of Ethan's head looks like... Finally, um, right? You get that chance. Uh, I think that ruins the immersion of the game entirely. It's a a completely different vibe. I hope hope it's an unlockable after you beat the game once. Um, Just because the the immersion dies when you get it out of first-person mode. Um, I agree. They quickly, and I forgot to even put it on the... Oh, no, yep. I did. Um, I, I threw it up there. They they quickly just flashed something that said... Um, oh, no, I didn't put it on there. Uh, um, Resident Evil Reavers. Yep. Uh, that is something, if you purchase Resident Evil Village, you get for free. Um, so that's, that's still not here. They, they showed... A very quick thing that just said Resident Evil Reverse, um, just saying like, hey, that this comes with every copy of Resident Evil Village, yeah. whether it's the Gold Edition or whatever edition you have. Um, so you know, still something to look forward there. They kind of dig into each of those, um, and I think at the very end they talk about Reverse just a bit more. Uh, it's. I've missed out on every chance, every opportunity to, <laughs> to play that. <laughs> I've tried, yeah. um, but I, I'm, I don't know if I'm always just a, like a couple hours too late or what the deal is. Um, but, you know, all of this info with Resident Evil comes hot off the heels of them saying, oh, hey, by the way, uh, we're also going to be doing a uh, VR version. Yep. yep. So, you know, that's something. Uh, definitely something. And also, uh, yeah, they, they showed the remake of 4. Yes. Um, uh, which was inevitable, but I don't know. It could have it yeah. stopped at 3, I think. It, and then they also did go back and say uh, 2, 3, and uh, 7 are getting the next-gen upgrade for the new console, so that's smart. Yep. Um, so and, and all of those are um, free next-gen upgrades. You right. don't have to pay Huge. anything more. You'll be able to... Pop, pop in your disc or, you know... Or maybe not disc. I'll have to confirm that. Definitely for digital, though. Okay. So, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, and I, then... I should uh, be able to test that. I think I have physical. Yeah. But, yeah. And then the, the, uh, the final major thing, which actually, now that I'm looking at it, looks like it wasn't even there. It was not there. It was separately. It was um, a whole separate thing. I think it was a couple days later. That's they go, totally weird. Hey, let's talk about the 10... You know, the 10-year Dragon's Dogma thing. Yeah, um, so it's like a it's like a fifteen yeah thirteen minute video where they're just talking about again they're kind of going over the thing like thanks so much for all the fan like Dragon's Dogma has been a cult classic for a long time. Um, yeah, um, it, it it really if you've never played Dragon's Dogma it, it really immerses you in the fantasy and I yep. think it does so by cutting out uh, most fast travel it makes yep. you actually go from place to place. Um, and it gives you the tools to be able to deal with the enemies the way you want to. If you want right. to walk up to a griffin and grab a hold of it to stab the shit out of it, you can you do, do that. that. It can fucking fly away as well. 
Um, yeah. So, you know, good luck. If you see an ogre and you want to jump off a cliff and grab it by the back of the head and then turn around and stab it in its eye, yep. um, you totally can. That well, is all possible. Like, a big thing that they talk about in this video is the director being like, you know, my first experience with RPGs was tabletop. And he's yeah. like, you know, in tabletop, when you're fighting a griffin or whatever, you're like, hey, I try to get on its back so I can clip its wings, you know? And it's he's like, I wanted to put that in a game. And he, he talks about action RPGs and stuff like that. And, of course, he's got the uh, Devil May Cry poster over his shoulder and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, eventually this is a long-winded way. They don't show any, any gameplay or anything, but they say, you know what? Uh, here on the 10th anniversary, we can announce we are working on Dragon's Dogma 2. Hell yeah! Which is huge. That's um, what I'm talking about. So, yeah, they, they don't show anything for it, but basically they're like, you know, we've heard in the past that they had the option of doing Dragon's Dogma 2 or a new Devil May Cry, and he was like, look, I gotta do Devil May Cry. Yeah. You know, that's my, that's my baby. But, as soon as I get the chance, which now we see, we know when the chance is, it's right now, yeah. We're gonna we're doing Dragon's Dogma too. Because that's huge. I, I can't even imagine like the improvements they could do to it. Like it seems they talk a lot about the tr- very traditional high fantasy setting. They talk about the pawns. So we should expect that stuff to stay. But um yeah, other than He's... that, I mean we're gonna have to wait a couple years, but the promise is there. You know? It, it's it's so interesting. Um, yeah, the the, the potential. The the um developer here just like kind of looking at some of his info like i i kind of love i I wonder if we're it i i wonder if western video games is just the wrong approach he has kind of an old school approach to video games um he sees what the game can be and then that's what he continues to, mm-hmm. you know, develop upon. He doesn't. It, it's it. He does. He gets out of his wheelhouse. I would say more so than you know, looking at Bethesda and Starfield and things like that. You see, Devil May Cry and you see Dragon's Dogma. Those are very very different games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, you know, as he's kind of progressing through this, you know, I got into this. I started at Capcom working in the arcade department, working right. on Quiz and Dragons, the Capcom quiz game, and, um, you know, just various, like, the Street Fighter Alpha Warrior Dreams and um, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that that's really the path. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm getting off on a tangent just, I, I think, yeah. um, because having a unified voice in video games is important especially for direction yeah and these you know the like this director uh, or developer director um specifically i'm not sure exactly his role um is very they they look to that person to go what do we do mm-hmm that's important. I maybe maybe Western maybe we're asking um, too many questions of whose job is it to do this, yeah. rather than going, this is your job to do this. You you are responsible for this. I will be responsible for overseeing this, and then your peers will be responsible for all these things. Right. Um, yeah, it is interesting that they that Japanese games I think do have. Uh, there is this big focus on like it's very rigid 
like their structure, and we've seen the negatives of that, obviously. Sure, but um, Final Fantasy has shown right negatives time and time again. But we, it's also we can see positives. the negatives and positives. I think we've talked about both in this, like the negatives being Final Fantasy, basically Square Enix. Which the problem there is that their game directors are directing nine games at once. Right. So all of those games are going to come out and be basically the same, whether good or bad, right? Yeah. And then the opposite, Kojima. Which, hey, do Kojima games have problems? Absolutely. But they have this unified vision, right? Yeah. And it's obviously it's not just Kojima. Like his employees that work with him are like insanely important. Dragon's Dogma is a good example, right? With um, Miyazaki, where like. Obviously, everybody there is doing a really important job. It's not just that, you know, Hideo Kojima, like, logs into Microsoft Word and then he shits out a golden, you know, goose or whatever. But they're, they're, they know what their job is, right? And his job is to rein in gameplay and art and design and things like that. Keep them within the restrictions that they need. And he's the conductor on the train, right? He just yeah. gets it where it's going. Make sure, make sure that it looks like this is done by one person. That it was right. wrote by one person. That you're not getting a different game by the time. Yeah, I think I think looks on. like is the such a powerful thing there. Like, make it look like this movie had one director. When right. in reality, we know that that's not true. Right. But it, there's probably when it, when it looks 25. like that, that's the key. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, Dragon's Dogma two, which I think a game that was very good at staying on the rails. It knew what it was doing. Right, it, yeah. Dragon's Dogma was doing one thing and it did it. Yep. Well, so, it did. It did several things right. Surprising things, right? I, I loved the pawn system. Right. That was so awesome to see. Like, um, like I, I remember, I, I was playing this game and I ended up talking to Ian. Of course, Ian Moss. He's been on the show several times. Um, he texted me and he was like, "Hey, you know, I started playing Dragon's Dogma and I grabbed your pawn." because it uploads your pawn that you create. He's like, mm. you can get your friend's pawns, and then they become a member of your party. He's like, that dude is hella powerful. Why is he so strong? Um, and I was like, it might be because I'm a few levels higher than you, but um, I grabbed his pawn as well, made him part of my team. Super, mm. super awesome, because uh, you know he was really, really strong too, doing exactly the things that um, Ian kind of told him to do in combat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you you know, uh, are you going to stay range? Are you going to get in close? Like, what gear do they have? Um, and it, it was done purposefully, and it completely kept the idea of what they wanted to do with the game in mind. Yeah. It didn't break it. Like you see with, like, Resident Evil, where you get outside of the box, and, you know, it could be said for a lot of horror games, not just Resident mm -hmm. Evil, but when you get out of the box, the immersion's broken. Yeah. So... Um, I, I I appreciate what he's done. It says something that he has been with the same company doing very similar things since mm -hmm. 1993. I think I, I I think that's um I think that's good. It kind of shows that they're um like listening to him. They value his opinion mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So um yeah, this was. After everything we've seen, we've seen some great things. Um, yeah. You know, starting back on, on um, the Sony show, seeing, like, Final Fantasy sixteen, and then getting more in Final Fantasy uh, through Square Enix, uh, getting to see, you know, things that we didn't know we wanted. 
uh, me personally, like High on Life, uh, Flintlock, uh, Lightyear Frontiers, um, mm-hmm. and even things we knew we wanted, even though, you know, begrudgingly, like Starfield, um, Diablo 4, um, and then just to cap it off, for me, to cap it off with Dragon's Dogma 2, um, yeah. really good, really good. I recommend people go back, go check out Dark Arisen. Um, it was a PS3 game, so it's going to be, uh, it might feel, you know, just a little dated. I haven't played it in a super long time. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I know I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it on PS4 when I went back and played it there. Um, yeah, it could be time to download it again. Yeah. Just give it another go. Uh, but that's, uh, that's pretty much it. That pretty much wraps everything up. Um, You have anything yeah. else? Anything else there that you uh, that you think we missed? I was trying to think back. Like, okay, what do you know, we talk? Yeah, about? I don't know. We'll we'll continue to talk about this probably for the next couple weeks as more details drop. Um, I think we're pretty much through the main part of what we'll hear this year, right? Like, coming up could possibly be a Nintendo Direct, but we won't know about it until like only a week ahead of time. Yeah, there'll be. Um, I think there'll be a Nintendo Direct, and I assume that we will also get. Um, of course, Sony's uh, thing closer to the end of the year. Yeah, uh, but I think like that'll be do. pretty much it for you know this year. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah, pretty good, good stuff. stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in there. There were some surprises. There was stuff that we knew we would see more of. So um, overall, I think pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So go check out those videos. Go look up a recap. Um, take yeah. a look at the things that catch your, you know, uh, a deeper look at some of the things that catch your eye, um, mm-hmm. and give some of those things that you know don't ne- necessarily catch your eye right away. Give them a chance. Take a look. You know, um, especially looking at this this big list of games pass game pass things. Um, if you have game pass, um, well, first if you don't have game pass, you should probably have game pass. Um, and then if you do have Game Pass, this is what you're paying for, you know. Yeah. So take advantage, have fun. Um, if you didn't know this, it's Mammoth Games Cast. Um, you can check us out. We appreciate uh, any sort of review on any podcast service of your choice. Let us know what we can do better. Um, if there's things that you think that we missed, you can of course let us know on our socials. Um, Follow us over uh, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, we definitely appreciate all of the weekly banter back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. And more so, like I said, let us know um, over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. as well. So you know we go live and do junk just like this. Um, but I think that's all um, for yeah. MGI. I'm Jay. With me this week, Austin. Yo, you can find me at FilterCord, maybe. Maybe. Uh, as well, you can find me at Night Swarm. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Have a good one.